Welcome to Conversations With. I am your host, Jamie. Thank you so much for listening today. Wherever you are listening, make sure to press that follow button so you never miss a future episode. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at conversationswith.jamie for behind-the-scenes pictures, clips, and exclusive content. And welcome to the greatest movie ever. I am joined today with Aaron, Jared, Kieran, and Mercedes, and we are discussing our top 10 war movies. How it works, we'll take it in turns going over our top 10 list. Depending on where a film ranks on that list, it will get a point. First place gets 10 points, second place gets 9 points, third place gets 8 points, and so on. The highest scoring movie at the end will be declared the greatest war movie ever. So let's get into it and find out which movie will take the honour of being the greatest war movie ever. We're live, don't you worry. Aaron, repeat what you said. I just like think that Social Network shouldn't even be classed in the top ten Fincher films. It's a joke. It's a <laughs> no, 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 that's not what you said. <laughs> He's not even made talking, ten films. We're talking about the biggest regrets that we had during the greatest movies ever. And Aaron, you said you wish you had Social Network. That's not my biggest race. one. That's not my biggest one. But you but, said yeah, it should have I been do on regret, I do I do no it shouldn't I wouldn't have put it on the list, but it is a quality film though. Like it, I didn't realise how good it was. Even though I watched it and I was like, Yeah, it's all right, and then I watched it again and I was like, Oh my god, it's so good. Like, it is really good. I mean what the It's just it like the matter, like it it's not as good as Gone Girl. I would I'd stick with that. I not not gonna lie, if someone was to say Gone Girl was better than the social network, like I would I wouldn't be mad at that because Gone Girl is probably like my second or third favorite Fincher yeah, film. So I wouldn't definitely. be mad. I would be angry if they put Social Network like like the bottom two or something like that or bottom three. I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. But, but what's the bad one that uh, it's got Forrest Whitaker in? Forrest? What, a Fincher film? Oh, Panic Room. Yeah, that's, that's the only crap. Pan- I like Kristen Panic Stewart, Room. Isn't it? Jo- Panic I, 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 uh, yeah, I like it. It's good. Um... Like the, fucking, the shot when it's like with all CG where it's just traversing through the house and shit like that when they're breaking in, that's sick. Looks dated uh, now, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you so, got go a on. black go card. <laughs> go on, Jared. I mean, I mean, you'll be the hardest one to say, but what was your biggest regret? Like, what should have been uh, higher? Or uh, what shouldn't have made the list? What, what do you I regret still, putting in your top ten film? I still haven't got a big regret. Like, I'd probably say Babe was funny at the time, but <laughs> maybe didn't deserve the top ten for the, one of the best decades of film. Your of heart was in that, though. Like, yeah, like I do like Babe, but it. yeah, no, I think the biggest regret for me was I didn't watch like I had set out to watch films for the 1950s, uh, 59 lower, and then I didn't watch them because I was like, oh, I'll get bored. And then I watched, you know, the film that you all put in your list, the Christmas one. Oh, yeah, life. Life. yeah, I watched that and actually really enjoyed that. So, it's a yeah, basically, life. I was lazy and I could have picked better films instead of all <laughs> the Disney ones. So that's my biggest regret. But my top well, line. then Jungle Book nearly made the top three. <laughs> Ooh, we <laughs> do. Go on, Kieran. Do you regret putting so many foreign films of Akira Kurosawa in there? No, no, I don't. <laughs> Oh, I was getting yourself strapped in for this list. I have two <laughs> regrets. I have two regrets. 
not putting contact in my top 10 of the 90s and also putting Breakfast Club as high as it was. I think I would have put it number three or two and I would have put Come and See as number one of these. Come and See. You still want to be too I keep like, hearing about that film all the time. You want to be too time. kind of hipster yeah, by not putting it as number one. I don't know what the fuck I did, but as soon as I mentioned it, everyone started fucking talking yeah. about it. I don't think <laughs> It's everywhere you see now. Like I said, I was looking on IMDb for war movies and it just came up on there I as well. I've like, never heard about this film until you mentioned it. Maybe uh, because we just run uh, past it like, oh, who knows? And then all of a sudden it's just there, that like, kid's face like... James. I watched, uh, there's this YouTube video that was like, don't watch this. And it was Saving Private Ryan and it says, watch this. And it was coming see. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, my main one is, I wish I put Cat in a Hat on my list. Oh, I God. wish we never even mentioned No, joking. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I still think the biggest regret was letting Kieran take Dark Knight off his list for the road. I, I yeah, don't regret that. I don't regret that at it all. It finished third on the greatest movies of all time. You think road That's is better? Great. Yes. <laughs> I would no, much rather watch The Road than Dark Knight. I, I still <laughs> stand by, if it wasn't for the Joker... No one would love that movie as much as they do. about uh, Two Face was a good villain on its own. No, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying villains of all time. And he was a secondary villain. I'm not saying everything else was bad in that. It was good. Don't get me wrong. But no one would put it to the pedestal that it was of the greatest movie, one of the greatest movies of all time, if it was not for Heath Ledger as the Joker, guaranteed. I think it's still hold up. Like, not of all time, not as all time, but I still think in like superhero wise, it holds up. Oh, superhero wise, if like, say, like, because in my mind, I look at the Dark Knight and I'm like, okay, everything is really good, like, put at a really good level the writing, the acting, and Mm. everything. But the Joker is like fucking phenomenal. Like, I, yeah, like, Batman Begins is good, and and Dark Knight Rises, and they've not got the Joker in. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I think if it wasn't for the Joker, the Dark Knight would be like. Kind of like how people see like Batman Begins or something like that. It's like because mm. everyone, no one really puts, but everyone always puts Batman Begins as a second. Yeah. No one, mm. I've never seen anyone go like the Dark Knight Rises is like the best in the trilogy. Oh. I guarantee if it was like that's how I see it. That's just how I see it. If the Joker's before, if Heath Ledger as the Joker was like not as iconic, still really good, but not as iconic or not as great. It would have been like everyone would be like, "Oh, what actually is the best Dark Knight film?" I don't know. It's like a really hard one. Not the first one. Mm. Yeah, but like that's how, that's just how I see it. I think that again, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm, I still think it's really good. But I think the Joker is what puts it on that pedestal of being great, phenomenal, <laughs> iconic, amazing. Yeah. That's all um, I'm saying. I'm, sorry, I'm just going through the list as well. South Park musical. Oh, on the, yeah. uh, two, on the 90s. <laughs> I mean, that, that was... That was yeah. I won it. It was like fifth or something. Yeah, yeah it was sixth place, you put it. Oh, my God. five points. Uh, um, my, uh, yeah. my biggest regret of them was like... Because I think... Because it was only the second list when we did the 2000s. Like, more and more, like, when I was going, when we was going decade by decade. I wish we kind of worked up to the 2010s. 
yeah, I feel but, like your uh, first. Yeah, I was gonna say you to, had like, mix it up. I was playing it safe. I was playing it safe for like the first couple ones where like I was going with a heart for the rest. Then, like, you went from Avenger the Sith as tenth on your two thousands. Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. I would have put it as number one. Like that's my number one film. Like the two thousands. Like it actually. Like the more things you talk about, it's it's the oh, film. Oh no, you wouldn't. The most. Do you know what your number one was for the 2000s? Lost in Translation. Yeah, I know, but I I love Revenge of the Sith. Like, I, I adore it. Lord so and Gladiator and Lost so in Translation. Good. Yeah. No, I t- it's the film I talk about the most, like, of any film ever. I'm going to go off on a whim here. I definitely think... Okay, people might be really annoyed at me for this, but I think John Williams did a better job scoring the prequels than they, t- they did the original. Oh, yeah, he did. I did. No... Empire Strikes yeah, I, Back is amazing, <clears throat> like the the uh, score for that, like um, Hannah Leia's theme and Yoda's theme. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't care what anyone says. Jewel of the Fates give Phantom Menace back. All you got to see, all you got to see, right? Points for me is Dave Filoni's like 30 minute rant about the uh, the prequels and what Jewel of Fates means. I didn't even realize, but there's like this this 30 minute thing he goes on on uh, making a Mandalorian episode two. And it's like the fate of Anakin. It's like blew my mind when he was talking about that. That's why it's called the deal of fates. Because if Qui-Gon survived, he wouldn't have got Vader. Why? Because why? Anakin, need, Anakin needed a father figure. He didn't have a dad. Yeah, and like, I did Obi-Wan, see that. It was, it's actually Obi-Wan, a good one he's on about. Yeah, I Obi-Wan's like, yes. straight away, the first thing he says about Anakin, oh, it's another useless life form we've got to carry. And he's only a brother to Anakin. Always a brother. They even say that multiple yeah. times where Qui-Gon would have been the father figure to yeah. step away from like the dark side. Um, mm. And that's why it's Anakin's fate. That's why he, that's think... why it's called Jewel of the Fates. I totally see what you mean, but I don't think um, he would, Qui-Gon would have been strong enough to control Anakin. It, well, if it was Jake Lloyd, it's not going to be a good Vader anyway, <laughs> would it? <laughs> So I... <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Mercedes. You oh, definitely are, are we agreeing that Star Wars is not a war film? Yes, Star Wars is not a war film. No futuristic war movie. But Mercedes, you listened to us all, obviously yeah. through the decades. Which was which was the one that made you go what? Like, what was the worst shout out of anybody? Please don't say that. That's just me. What was it? I don't remember. Am I supposed to remember something specific? I don't know. Like, do you remember listening to it? You're like, why did this person put this on the list? Do you have? Oh my one? god, it's ages ago. I don't remember. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't remember anything you don't specific. Remember. It just annoyed me more when, like, <laughs> you didn't know what people were called or you got people's names wrong, and I just be like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jaden Smith. No, Jaden Sancho. Jaden Sancho. Karate <laughs> <Jayden Sancho. laughs> Kid. <laughs> oh yeah, I would have probably. I probably would have. Mm, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was it? What was it again? What did he say? He said Jaden Sancho for um, <laughs> for Karate Kid, and then Willem. And who was that? Was that Jared? who said Willem. Jared said Willem for Men in Black. Willem Black for Willem Black. I would watch that film. <laughs> but we are going to move on to our greatest war movies now. I mean, looking through the list of when we were doing it. Um, I didn't really have I didn't have any of these films on my greatest movies ever list at any wow. point because you like Mean Girls and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, there are some films that probably maybe regret I didn't put on. Like, there's one film that I thought, well, maybe then I was going through my 2010s. Like, no, I'm happy in my 2010s, so it probably wouldn't have made the list. I think it might have been an honorable mention. 
on the twenty tens, but my twenty ten list was perfect. I can't I can't take out anything on that twenty tens. But um yeah, it's gonna be fun. So like I said, it's war films. This has to be a real war, no fake wars, no Star Wars. Wait, 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 wait. Why do we have to why has it gotta be like a real war? Because that's what a war movie is. <laughs> you can still have a war movie that's not a real war. Please, not, not joking. <laughs> I think, I think as long as we don't take it too far. Uh, as long as you don't go, that. yeah, like Starship Troopers or Edge yeah, of Tomorrow, yeah. you can't have that. Wait, why can't we have Edge of Tomorrow, tomorrow show Troopers, anyway? Huh? It's a futuristic <laughs> sci-fi war. It's sci-fi. What if it says war? What if I got a film that says it's a war film on IMDb? Yeah, I'll give it you. If it says war on IMDb. All Rotten Tomatoes, all Rotten Tomatoes. No, you said one of them. The two, no, they're the two big ones, though. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, if you can plead your case for it, I will let you have it. Because Dunkirk's not a one foot war film. Apparently not on IMDb. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna quickly check one of mine. But uh, I, I mean, you are first, Aaron. <laughs> it's after the time. Wait, okay, what's, right, the order? Right. what's the order? Aaron what's the doesn't order? care about his numbers. It's just a, a list of ten films. Just a list of, just a list of films. Not even in any genre. <laughs> <laughs> Space Jam number ten. <laughs> but it's a war of aliens and the Looney Tunes. What High School Musical? <laughs> uh, what, Aaron, what's the order? What's the order? Where sad story. Uh, it's alphabetized, so it's Aaron, Jamie, Jared, Kieran, Mercedes. I'll, uh, I'll quickly run a free where a few honourable mentions is Guns and Own, Grave of the Fireflies, Fury, um, Live, Die, Repeat, um, <laughs> Allied, and um, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Well, our number 10 pick is going to be Hurt Locker. Um, it's quite low down because it's when I've not watched in a long time, but what I remember never from actually it watched is... it. <laughs> I've heard it's good. It's about this guy who gets stuck in a locker. Nah, a I remember wolf. it just being like uh, just like super emotional though and uh, like uh, super tense. Uh, yeah. But I'm sure it'll be talked about a lot more uh, more than I can do with justice for. So I put it on the list because I know it's a great film. Yeah, um, I'll go for some honorable mentions as well. Um, you got to put Tropic Thunder in there just for fun. Just as an honourable mention, it's not actually on my list, don't worry. That would, that's not real that film, film would not work today, would it? Like, the black film. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't even have worked like a year. I mean, it's that. a war movie about making a war movie, so, you know, war movie. I don't think, yeah, I don't even think at the time it was, like, acceptable. It's just like... Oh, God, it's so fucking funny. I'm sorry. I need I to watch it again. Uh, the other one was Boy in the Striped Pyjamas. Oh, yeah, crazy, I really then. wish I'd have put that on my list now. It's, it's a good film. Well, see it, yeah. And War Dogs yeah. was another honourable mention. Jonah Hill and Miles War Teller. Dogs is great. Isn't that a zombie film? No, War Dogs. Know. It's basically about the, the gunsmugglers during the war. He's, laugh, he's yeah. laughing that film. Jonah Hill's laugh is amazing, isn't it? <laughs> what did you say? Watch Dogs. War Dogs. <laughs> Watch Dogs is a war on technology. Um, oh my god, war, war games. <laughs> uh, but the first one that I went for was The Darkest Hour, Gary Oldman's Ooh. Best Picture winner. Really? Yeah, I not mean, finished. again, I'm not a massive war fan, so it, I had to scrape the barrel a little bit into regarding films that I've watched that take place in wars. So uh, Gary Oldman was incredible as Winston Churchill. I mean, 
the film was very, very... It doesn't even look like him. That's the best thing. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's what you can do with prosthetics these days. But, um, yeah, there's not much I can really say about it. It was a very good film. He portrayed him incredibly. And I thought I'd go into it bored, but I wasn't. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Jared. Okay. So, I wanted to start off by saying films that I, I say I war, but I wouldn't. I'm not going to include them in this list. So I've got Gangs of New York, The Revenant, Doctor Strangelove, The Tropic Thunder. I don't think they class as war films, but the war are they? Yeah. Uh, then like I've got a lot of honorable mentions because these are probably the films that everyone is regarding as like the best war films. But if I don't say them, they'll be like, "How did you not say Saving Private <laughs> Ryan?" You don't so, have Saving Private Ryan on your top ten. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, Apocalypse Now, Jarhead, Fury, Jojo Rabbit, Rescue Dawn, Empire of the Sun, The Same Private Ryan, Platoon, and Hurt Locker. What have you got on your list? <laughs> <laughs> if you come out exactly. with Animal Farm now. <laughs> <laughs> number 10, Animal Farm. No. <laughs> no, uh, number 10 is Thin Red Line. Did you watch it, Aaron? Ooh. I was dying to watch it. I didn't have time again. I watched like the first 20 minutes. but it's... Uh... All right, so while it might not stand out as like as good as some of the other older films, maybe like the 80s films for mm. uh, war, it's just the imagery is so unique in it. Like, I don't know, like, you've seen, who's seen the film here? Yeah, and uh, no, I've, I've seen the cast. The cast looks incredible. Oh yeah, the cast. The cast it's day. so weird because they're just like in there at the background. Like Jared Leto's just like a side character, and you're like, what? <laughs> but um, yeah, like genuinely, the hills. Like you just get these like amazing shots where they're in the grass, and I don't know. It's just a very weird way to tell a war film. But I think it's a number ten for me because it's not rewatchable as much as some of the others on this list. Like, you've got to be in the mood for it. That's what I would say. Like, it's nah, one of them films that 20 minutes like, in, you could just turn off if you're not in the mood. Not going to lie, like, when I was watching it, like, halfway through, I was a little bit like, it's beautiful, but it's not really boring. boring. Yeah, that's what I mean. You've got to be in the mood. Yeah. But, like, the end made it. I, I, like, I love the first and third yeah. act. It's just, it's just a hill shot. I mean, like, you know, when they're all, like, going up the hill? Yeah. That's just so sick. Yeah, it is really cool. But, uh, yeah, number 10. Yeah, Karen. All right. So my honourable mentions are Letters from Iwo Jima. That almost made it into the top ten. I really fucking love that film. Uh, Clint Eastwood's best film, in my opinion. Um, 1917. I don't care what the fuck you guys say. I really like it. It's sick. Wow, didn't even make our list. That makes me feel bad. (laughs) Uh, Battle of Algiers. Amazing storytelling. Love it. Fury, um, I love that everyone's an arsehole and the fact and the fact that it focuses on a part of war that isn't really uh, sought, like re- isn't really ventured into in film, which is like tank commanders and stuff like that, and tank squads. Like tank, <laughs> love it. It vages last... on a sci-fi, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Fury does. <laughs> it does. It does that scene when they're all the tanks. It's like tanks don't look like that, <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. I like. I love it as like a character for movie. Mm. 
kind of thing. I like it. I love the and Shia LaBeouf in it is he's such an underrated actor. Um, Last Samurai as well. Aaron would love that. I love Last Samurai. It's close to making my two thousands, and it just made out of the war movies. Uh, I don't care what you say, Jamie. Fuck you. Chicken Run, one of the best war movies of all time. I love Chicken <laughs> Run. What are you saying? I love uh, chicken run. <laughs> uh, number 10 for me has to be, though, Black Hawk Down. I, Black Hawk Down. Honest to God, it's, like, really fucking gripping. Like, I did It's one of them films that I, I do keep forgetting how good it is because I keep watching it, and it's, like, it can almost be played off as just, like, patriotic bullshit, but, which I find kind of funny because it was directed by a British guy. <laughs> Um, but I, re- I really love just how war is represented in that, and it's like it doesn't go over the top in how what it's trying to say, um, and like the action that it tries to depict. Mm-hmm. Like it's not cringy. Like with a lot of war movies, especially depicting in Iraq, it's like really patriotized, really mm-hmm. cringy to me. And I just don't like it. But I think with um, with how black how it was depicted in Black Hawk Down, I think it was just really excellent, like re- executed really well. And I find myself even caring for the characters, even though I don't know them. And so, yeah, and also Orlando Bloom, it, or, not even Orlando Bloom, just the whole cast of it is really iconic as well. Tom Hardy as well, one of his earlier roles. And um, and yeah, I just think it's a really fucking good film. Cool, Mercedes. Have you finally got a list down? It keeps changing, but yeah, sort of. Um, okay, honourable mentions. Um, I also watched Fury. Um, I liked the film, but I hated what you liked, Kieran. I hated the whole asshole shit. I, I hated John Berthel. God, he did my head in so much. horrible. But I did love the scene with the girls like in the kitchen and everything. Um, that was really, really nice. Like, and then when, obviously, what happened when the house got bombed? That was like, that's like my, my, the best bit of the film for me, as horrible as it was. Yeah. Um, Got to give Kelly's Heroes a shout out. Um, I don't think I was quite in the right mood to watch it. It's one of my granddad's favourite films, so like I had to watch it. Um, the best bit about that is just Donald Sutherland being absolutely off his head, and he was brilliant in it. Um, I probably would say Black Hawk Down, but I've not watched it in Donkey's years, and I can't remember. Um, Eye in the Sky is definitely... Um, modern warfare, drama, uh, drone warfare, and um, you're on the oh, edge the whole way through that film. It's Still so good. Um, and I also I remember watching Unbroken, and that really got to me as well. But again, it's been so many years; I didn't feel like I could put it on my list because I don't remember what most of what happens. Um, oh, and finally, another honorable mention would be Red Tails, which is a story of. Um, a group of black pilots um, in the war that... The uh, George Lucas song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been dying to watch it for years and I watched it and I did enjoy it, but I didn't think it was amazing, so didn't quite make my list. Um, so my number 10, um, to be honest, like the whole way through, again, I probably wasn't in the mood. Um, I didn't enjoy it that much, but the end, the last 10 minutes, like, had me on the edge of my seat, um, and that's Bridge on the River Kwai. Um, oh, sorry, yeah. I thought you said the film's called The End. I was like, what? No, it's Bridge on the River Jared was getting, getting ready to Google The End of War <laughs> Movie. <laughs> the End of War Movie. No. 
Um, obviously, it's like a classic. Um, so I finally watched it yesterday and it's bloody long. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, obviously, stars Alec Guinness, everyone, um, who is a bit mental and off his head the whole way through it. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the ending just, just gripped me. I don't want to ruin it for anyone out there who may listen and hasn't seen it. Um, it's ruined for me already. It's not actually at the River Kwai. <laughs> well, there, no. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, anyway, that's my number 10. Boom, facts from Jared. <laughs> right, number nine, Aaron. Um, just quickly, I've just massively messed up and I've realised that, like, because I didn't put Liv Die Repeat up and put her rocket, and I want to change that to Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> are, you putting, are you putting Hurt Locker off your list? Yeah, yeah. Get rid of Hurt Locker, put Inglorious Bastards, just for the. Bowie song in there, the use of it. Um, Your logic, man. <laughs> well, the fast right. the I'm sure amazing, someone's going to say hit lock anyway, so I don't need to cross it out. Yeah. Right. Uh, my number nine. Now this is about the set list. So I'm not going to change any of these. Um, my number nine is Saving Private Ryan. Um, oh, I watched this again last night, and it's great. It's like I love, I loved it, but. Spielberg just doesn't grab me like he grabs other people. Like um, I've never been like a big Spielberg guy, other than like I am as much. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, other than like Raiders of Lost Ark and like Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, I love Indiana Jones. That's, I love Catch Me If You Can. But I've never been one of the best directors ever. I've just never been great. big on like I, I don't see like Jurassic Park like people see it. I don't see this like other people see it. It's just like I, I like him. I like that. Oh, definitely don't see ET uh, like people see it. But uh, anyway, uh, the only the gripe I'd say about it was like some of the cin- cinematography I thought was awful, and then some of it was amazing. Like the bit where like he's like looking down the. Binocular, that was amazing. I love that. But some of it just looks like TV. It's like a TV show. It's the grain that puts me off. Like, the colours has gone far. I understand why he's done it, but it looks low quality. Mm. Yeah, I did say that yesterday, <laughs> now. Yeah, you were like, oh, why are you watching it? I've got it on DVD. Why don't we watch it on DVD? I was like, this is a Blu-ray copy. That could have fueled me. Literally, literally because the blue I don't remember it looking like that great at this head or something that's why mm. I was like but um, I've always uh, I've always thought that with uh, Lord of the Rings but then I saw like a trailer for the 4k versions and they look amazing Um, so maybe it's just like needs it on 4k something like that I don't know maybe it was just maybe my version it of it maybe it was just my version of it Aaron you maybe it's just like a version it's just you filmed it like be kind rewired <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was like you just <laughs> You was actually Tom Hanks. No, I, I can't How put it on. My, <laughs> my issue is like, yeah, it's a good film, not denying it. But when he literally made a better version for the TV show, how can I put it in my top ten? Yeah, the TV. Yeah, Band of Brothers is amazing. More time with TV. Absolutely amazing. I, I. The Pacific as well, drastically underrated. I really love the Pacific. I don't think I, I really like it as well. I've got them both. I just need to watch them. Band of Brothers is uh, quintessential TV. They've both got very, very good cast as well. Haven't they, so. David Schwimmer. Yeah. Damien yeah. Lewis. 
Oh, Damian Lewis is great in it. Go on, Jared. So, no saving Private Ryan on your list. What else we got on here? God knows. <laughs> Number nine, Hacksaw Ridge. Yes. What an interesting concept. It's a shame about the director, but, uh, you know. <laughs> nah, he's a prick, isn't he? But, you know. Um, yeah, it's just so interesting to see it. Like, you know, war films, this is where I feel like I've found this list quite hard because you can kind of get bogged down with just the fact it's people shooting each other. But the fact that he, he doesn't shoot anyone and he's like a bit weird, isn't he? Because he's like God's God. I, I was saying this with Saving Private Ryan. I was like, this guy is Hacksaw Ridge. You know, that guy who's basically refused to shoot, you know, the guy that we randomly got to come out and help him. And yeah, he's like, like a eh. I was like, it's it's Hacksaw Ridge. There he is. Yeah, like yeah, just just go, go, medic. Go kill yourself. Like, you know what I mean? I just love the shot, you know, where they're actually like climbing up the Yeah. I like a lot of shots in films. I think yeah. that's what sticks for me. Like if it's a good shot, because they've got like a massive like mountain, it's not a cliff in it where they just got rope and they're just climbing up. I don't know, it just was a really yeah. different type it's, of film. Do it's mental that it's a, I should have watched it again. Like I it's one of those it films that came out. Yeah, I didn't it's, go into it expecting anything, but then I went. With, I think I went with one of you lot. I can't remember. I mean, Niall. probably Niall. Yeah, I think Probably I went with Niall. And it was one of them films because uh, they had the Oscars on. And it was like, oh, go see four films. And I just happened to go see it without watching the trailers. Just, I love it when you see the film. Just like, wow. Mm. It's mental. Film. It's a true. Uh, it's mental that it's a true story, I always think. Mm. But, like, I always think when I watch it, like, why didn't the Japanese just cut the rope? <laughs> <laughs> why didn't they do that? They, I, I, I was just Googling it, I was just Googling it then, and there's, like, massive things about it. Like, how, why didn't they do that? Like, yeah. But like, I'd probably say, like, Hacksaw Ridge was my film of that year, of 2016. I, nah, I made that no. a close to La La Land. Like, it was, it was up there. La La Land, mate. Yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, my um, number nine is a Tom Cruise movie. It's uh, Born on the 4th of July. Yeah, I knew that one was coming in. Let me yeah, guess. I thought that was coming in. To be fair, like, I, ha- I had to throw that in because I had King Arthur in there and I was like, King Arthur's not real, so I need to throw him out. So let's put a Tom Cruise film in there and go Born on the 4th of well, July. Well, he's, he's sort of he's real. He's said to be real anyway. Born on the 4th real. Can we like put King Arthur in there? What, as in, like, King Arthur, like, Guy As in the Clive Owen film, 2004. I had that as my number nine. I had Guy Ritchie. (laughs) No, not not, not the David Beckham one. (laughs) Jesus, no. Wait till you get to my Um, number one. Then I was like, like, well, I forgot Born on the Fourth of July. Tom Cruise should have won an Oscar for that film. He was incredible. Um, Yeah, obviously watching all the Tom Cruise films, I was like, you definitely need to go in there, so... Born on the 4th of July for me, if I can't have King Arthur. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, Kieran. Okay, so this next one, probably you guys won't agree with me on this, but <laughs> Apocalypse Now is number nine. See, um, I loved that film as a kid, but it's faded in my life. I don't. I really don't think it has. I think it still holds up as probably a one of the most influential war films of all time. There's too many like, flaws in the film. 
I watched that uh, documentary that you told me about, and it was actually better than the film. Genuinely, it's, it's great. It's okay. great yeah. Why do you put the documentary? So is the documentary higher, Kevin? Because you like putting documentaries on this, don't you? Know, oh, yeah. Um, Heart of Darkness <laughs> is number nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but legit, I, I do think it is an incredible film. Like, it is so fucking good. And again, the shots, I, I would even probably rate it on par with The Godfather. Like, that was, it was on my list, I have to admit. I have to check it out. So. It's just so good, and I think that a lot of people don't give it... I think it can be overshadowed a little bit because a lot of people don't hold it to the same point as, like, you know, The Godfather. So, But I think when you look into it as a film, as a whole, the casting, the shots, the imagery... Oh, for, oh my God! One of the best charging yeah, scenes. Great. Like fucking amazing. It's, it's one of them films that like it does feel real, and it, I think films are doing it better now. But like at the time, like got to think of seventies film doing Vietnam. Like surely it must have been like about the time Vietnam was happening. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was. That's why um, like, the documentary so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much is like almost like the real deal like, at the time. Is it seventy nine? Apocalypse now, wasn't I it? I think it's Vietnam I, I, yeah. I, I was thinking, like, why you know, like, with like uh, Raiders of Lost Art, Blade Runner, and Empire, it was on the 80s, like, so it must have been 1980 exactly. They, they should have put Harrison Ford as the lead because that was no. my problem with it. That was my problem with it. I didn't like uh, what's he, I've got his name that way. I know it was 70s, yeah, Emilio Esteban. <laughs> yeah, that's the one there. Emilio Charlie, Charlie, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. They all kind of like are weirdly like the close. Wait, wait. So Martin Sheen has in Charlie Sheen's dad? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But he's yeah, also yeah. in Platoon, isn't he? Mm, Platoon or one of them yeah. is the lead, isn't he? He's yeah, in Buckleups now, for sure. Mm. Yeah, he's in Platoon as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird that they're both in. Um, what, Martin Sheen is in both of them? No, not Martin Sheen. Uh, Charlie Sheen is in one of the Vietnam films. Oh, no. Oh, no. Charlie think... Sheen's in a pl- uh, platoon, I think. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's 1986. Yeah, it's Charlie Sheen in platoon. Johnny Depp, Kevin Dillon, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, Dr. I'll, Cox and Scrubs. I would have <laughs> swapped them around. Um, at, the, at the heyday of Harrison Ford, like, to have him in for one scene. Just after A New Hope as well. Yeah, yeah it's I'd weird from dabbing in one scene, isn't it? I, I, honestly, like, that was, like, no, but prime, like, Harris... like, they're the best, like, three films, like, an actor's done, like, together. I, I guarantee it would be more of a case that it was, like, a scheduling issue with, like, Star Wars or something, probably. He's probably filming Empire at the time. Yeah, but, like, look at, your, look at your Back to the Future and stuff like that. Like, you can swap them round. I mean, like, they swap loads in the... Didn't they swap it in round, actually? They swapped Michael J. Fox's character, like the guy already filmed no, that part of the, the film. I mean, uh, in the oh. in Apocalypse Now, where uh, didn't he have like a heart attack or something like that? It's crazy what happened in that film. It's mental. <laughs> so go on, Mercedes, finish off number nine. Oh, um, well, I also forgot to mention Hacksaw Ridge and Apocalypse Now in my novel mentions. <laughs> so apologies for that. Uh, number nine, oh, it keeps changing. Um, 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 okay, Guns of Navarone. Number nine. Uh, just watch this on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday afternoon. Um, again, another one of my granddad's favourites that I had to get watched. Um, and really, really enjoyed it. It was just like a good like adventure as well as war film. Like they were all on this mission together. 
and um, then um, yeah, all, all the stuff at the end with uh, with the guy that's injured and everything. Yeah, it was just really, really good. And um, I love thingy. What's he called? Fully <coughs> Peck. Gregory Peck. Oh, Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck. Yeah, he's just brilliant. I think he's fantastic. So, yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's a well good film, isn't it? In a year where, like, we've not seen that many films cinema-wise, <laughs> other than <laughs> Tenet, over and over and over and over again, um, the last film that actually made me physically cry was Jojo Rabbit. And I'm just going to put it on there for that, just because it made me so emotional. Like, what did you um, cry about? What right? bit? Just the end, you know. I think, like, um, it was so, like, because all the way through it, it's just stupid comedy. It's like Taika is great. It's like, We've seen it in all these other films, but then there's such like a dark theme in behind it, and then it just hits you with the feels like it's like it becomes real, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's so much stupidity. Aaron's in the triggered film. by this film, but like, no, 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 I'm not at the end, it does come it, together. Like, I mean, like you're saying, uh, it happened during World War II, Hitler uh, yeah, is yeah, in the, it, he's coming with a cape, yeah, that's real. Fucking. <laughs> I mean, Hitler is in it, and they are training to be in a war, and there's a war scene in it, so, you know, and it's classed as war on IMDb, so we can't really say anything. It's on my list at some point. Like I say, like I say it's just like, <laughs> it's funny all the way through, and then that, that like, the theme behind it, like, the, once Scarlett Johansson, well, if you've not seen it, I'm not going to spoil that bit, but once, <sighs> once the scene with Scarlett Johansson happens... Like from I there wonder what out, he means. <laughs> from there on out, it's like it's a different film. I was like, remember, like I was just going through the channels the other day, and it just came on, and I started watching it, and it's the bit where Stephen Merchant comes in, probably one of the best cameo yeah. appearances of the year. Yeah, Stephen yeah. Merchant was amazing in it, <laughs> and Sam, Sam Rockwell. Sam as well, Rockwell, like, yeah, amazing. Genuinely, Stephen Merchant, if they did a remake of Indiana Jones, has to be the Nazi. Yes! <laughs> yes, I knew exactly what you were saying. <laughs> I would preach for that. But they are making it Indiana Jones 5. Could you imagine if he just turns up? Bring him in. Bring him in. <laughs> I've just made one again. That's what we want. I'm back to the future. Oh, I want, I, whoa! I, what? Never remake Indy? No. Never remake that. Uh, well, you can't. We've got the music now. Jones. We're okay. Nah, you can't get any shit of them back to the future. Got it, anyway. guys. I've got it. Don't judge me. Black to the future. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, guys. <laughs> okay, 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 Jared. Uh, Jared. The themes is um, black, to the future. Seg- black segregation and how it's wrong. <laughs> You've got to go back in time to make sure that black segregation doesn't happen. Oh my goodness, you twisted right. that. To be fair, to be fair, it yeah. sounds like one of those like <laughs> shitty knockoffs, like black, like Fifty Shades of Black or something like that. Yeah. That's an actual film, have you seen it? Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, what, it what is. I'm talking about. Oh my goodness. Right, Jamie. <laughs> anyway. Definitely, definitely. Uh, definitely I got twisted. I do free podcasts, I ain't got time to edit this crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that needs um, to be cut out. The next no, one, keep that shit in. <laughs> keep that shit in. Um, my next I want one. All of it, put it all in. 
next minute it's like white kids in podcast. Oh <laughs> in my God. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah, my next Jamie one is uh, <laughs> uh, my next one is uh, Dunkirk. What happened in hey. that one? Yeah, I mean it's Christopher Nolan. You got to throw him in there, don't you? I mean, Nolan. No. It was um. Yeah, it's a pretty good war film. Like I said, I just loved. I loved all the bits in the um. You know, when it's just silent, that you don't have to just talk. They're just sat there like Tom Hardy's just like. And that's all it is for about 10 minutes, just him in the, <laughs> in the airplane, like. He's got nice size, hasn't he? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, um, like, like, you think about like, he's Bane, yeah. he's that. He's good with his eyes. Mad Max. Yeah, as long as he can <laughs> story tell with his face, isn't it? It's a good point. <laughs> Would Jared you try and do an impression then? Does that... <laughs> no, 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 I do impression. <laughs> um... I feel like Dunkirk was like a massive argument at HMV, and I can't even remember what side it was on a bit now, but I feel like now it's not made it to my list. No, I don't, again, I, I had to pick war films, and I was like, it's a good war film, but it would never make my top 10 films ever of anything mm. besides war it films. It my top 10 films. <laughs> it wouldn't make my top 10 films, no, but for war films, yeah, sure. <laughs> because, I, you know, never, I, I enjoyed some of it, and the best thing about it is, is Harry Styles was actually really good. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was literally was. just going to say. Like, everyone was triggered by it. That, that, that was what really annoyed me. Everyone was like, oh, Harry Styles in the film, Harry Styles in the film. And then he was actually, like, really good. And then yeah. you hear the story about him. He, he literally uh, went for an audition and Nolan liked him. So yeah. he was a good actor. That he was had every true. right to be there. He had that perfect mm. part. Like you said, some people are just made for certain roles. He's actually got a big film coming uh, out soon as well, I think. I just love like, that. He was so perfect that, like... Uh, he got all his casting that he's used before, you know, like, it works so well in this one. I think Harry Styles would be so well. Murphy's in, it, like, literally every Nolan film, nearly, isn't he? I know, but he was so good <laughs> in all their parts, like, yeah. made so much he sense. Was good, yeah, even well. Michael Caine was in this film, technically. Oh, was <laughs> where, I was just thinking, like, where... He was Michael the sound Caine of the plane. <laughs> is he not in it? No, 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 he's in it. Where? He's the voice, like, you know, who's talking to the commander who's talking to um, Tom Hardy and the other pilot. Oh. Like the, ah. Had to throw him in there somewhere. Mm. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, I did like it. Maybe it should have been on my list. I can't remember. I just remember my dad saying that it, it was good, but it wasn't, it didn't show the truth of it like the original Dunkirk film did with John Mills, like the vast, uh, the vast amount of oh, people. It's think, become like the biggest oh, argument with me, me with me, me and my dad. Like my dad's oh, really? like obsessed with the first film, but and he hates that there's no engines in the plane. I was so gonna like say, I was gonna say, Aaron plane, said about the engine. Yeah. <laughs> there's no engine in it, so he gets he gets triggered by that. But he then I made him watch like the. Are you looking at your dad now? Just be like, sorry, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Comes in now, just like listen. <laughs> no, I'm, he nerd. watched like, the Get original again. Watching. And then, like, he realised, like, nah, the new one's great. The new one is good. It's just, there's no there's no character, like, in uh, in Dunkirk to follow but as that's much as the original. Good, but that's good. I, yeah, that's, no, that's, that's a good what war is, isn't it? It, it is. It, a character, is. it is. together. I hate it when, like, one thing I hate in some war movies is that they, obviously, I understand that character is an important part of story and shit like that. But one mm. thing that I love about Dunkirk is that it focuses on the collect like the collective of events rather than just from the eyes of one event if you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's not just from the eyes of one it's of many because it is because basically it is probably one of the biggest kind of turning points of the whole war it could have dictated what 
happened now, basically. So I think of in that case, it's it's not a it's not a story about one person. It's a story about fucking three hundred. What was it? Like three hundred, four hundred thousand men yeah. and women and shit like that. It's just it's a story about them. It's not one person. You're basically sitting to die, aren't you? Yeah. Jared. But we will talk about it later. I was number say, seven. And this is Kieran's number one. We're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk about that some later as well. Mm. Oh, Nolan. Mm. I on the list. Who would have thought? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, true. <coughs> Let's get Nolan to number one. Back at number one, trending again. I mean, he hasn't, <laughs> even, released, he hasn't even released a Christmas movie. But we're gonna put one on there for no one. He's like Die Hard Five. If Die Hard can die get on there, seven. then we're putting Inception as number one. <coughs> you yes. can't not say Die Hard. Right, that's that's for next month. Right, we'll forget. Yeah, we'll forget that, that in a few nah, minutes. No, that's in the next argument. Is die Hard. It is. Going on. I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna make sure that Mercedes and Aaron aren't on the Christmas one, so they can't play that Die Hard. <laughs> Okay. Go on, Jared. Seven, What's your number eight? Eight. Jesus. Seven. Sorry. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Eight. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm colorblind. Number blind. I'm, I'm colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For number eight, I've given it Grave of the Fireflies. While to me this is probably one of my favorite films on the list, I felt like it wasn't a war film in the same sense as. Other war films because I don't know, say, like, you know, how Sam Pratt Ryan is like a war film. This to me is more mm-hmm. like the consequences of war, and yeah, yeah I, I love the film standalone, but when it comes to war, I don't really feel there's like I don't know, no, which I is know what you mean. my number one is probably the exact same argument you could make, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go on then, Karen, yeah, banging film. Number eight. Hmm. Okay. Number eight. <laughs> um. Again, it, it kind of. I'm not even putting it on here because it has to be on here. I'm generally putting it on here because it's a fucking amazing movie. Saving Private Ryan. So low. Um, on everything. Oh low, yeah. Oh. So low. I, I could. <laughs> underrated <laughs> Star Wars film. Um. Best but, Star Wars film. I wouldn't fuck it. I went to the chill out, chill out. (laughs) (laughs) Good, but chill out. Um, And then a new trilogy. But no, I think that. uh, Oh yeah, but I think with Saving Private Ryan, it's some of the most well, like, well constructed battle sequences. Like I didn't think the like I sometimes forget that the last battle in it is like literally like forty five minutes long. And it like holds up so well, kind of like in the same way like Wolf of Wall Street is like you forget how it's like a three-hour film because the dialogue yeah, is so good in it. Saving Private Ryan, I forget how like it's like a three-hour film because the action in it is so good. Like the battle sequences just go by so quick because of how much I am enthralled by them and addicted to them. And and yeah, it's just I, I kind of like that. It's like one of the only say like one of the only Steven Spielberg films that has like a really grainy palette to it um like I watch that movie and then I look at his other films and I don't really see it there that often and I wish he kind of explored that a bit more in his films it doesn't look good though I'm sorry yeah it does oh, not I, look good oh, I, I think it looks I love it I love it 
I think it's really good. It's gritty. It's raw. It feels uncomfortable and even scary. Like I really like it. I think Band of Brothers has better production than Saving Private Ryan. Okay, I would say Band of Brothers is better than Saving Private Ryan, but I think that it, it's kind of unfair because Band of Brothers is like it's a mini series. It's like a nine-hour-long thing. It can like no, it, but to me, like single episodes just but, stand out more than Saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah. But also, it's like a case where there's that grain in Brand of Brothers as well. Yeah, but it works. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he went why, too far. Why does it work for Saving Private Ryan? <coughs> nah, all right. Saving Private Ryan, to me, is really good. The first shot, absolutely stunning. You know what I mean? Like The fact that Medal of Honor homaged it shows you how good it was. Mm. But it becomes a bit slow, I feel. Hmm. Nah, okay. I don't. I will. I, think... I wouldn't put it in top five Tom Hanks. I wouldn't put it. Yeah, but that's because you put all four oh. Toy Stories in there. <laughs> like it's, it's <laughs> you've got mail. You got mail. You got mail. You got mail. You got mail. Was the same year as Saving Private Ryan, wasn't it? Like nine. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's not even the best Tom Hanks film in nine. Of that year. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst thing is, we were looking at this as well. It didn't even win Best Picture. Yeah, exactly. One best if, it was, if it was so good, why did it but not Shakespeare win? Shakespeare in Love beat it for a Ooh. best picture. <laughs> Jeez, I love Shakespeare I... in Love, but Saving Private Ryan should have won for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jamie, yeah, write that down. I think we should do a top 10 list of Oscar, like, best Oscar pictures. Oscar Snubs or Oscar Best Pictures. Os- okay. Well, Oscar Snubs Best Pictures. Or, like, maybe we have to. Yeah. So like maybe we all know that La La Land's the biggest nub of all time. No, it's not, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like right down like moment. nominations that we would swap to be best picture. I would yeah. love to do that list. Yeah. It's on the it's on the list to do. Thank like... you. Go on, Kieran, what's number eight? Why was that so funny? Thank you very much. <laughs> oh yeah, I've done yours, haven't I? Same fight, Ryan. Sorry, Mercedes. It's because right. I do it downwards. It's just somewhere else. There you go. <clears throat> you're down. Nope. Uh, my number eight is also Jojo Rabbit, same as Aaron. Um, Jojo. <laughs> again, like yeah, it was. It's obviously set during during that time. It's just looking at things from a different perspective. Um, I mean, I was saying to Jamie the other night that um, it would be interesting to see like things from German perspective a little bit more often anyway. So it was interesting to see from like a child's point of view as well and how, you know, the indoctrination, you know, affected, you know, people so much. Um, but obviously it wasn't always, it wasn't everybody. You turned know, just... very quickly though. That's my only issue. I felt like... Yeah, all of a sudden it was just like, oh, oh, oh. Boom! <laughs> Literally, oh, like, yeah. genuinely, oh. like, I kid you not, in the in the war, the kid would have been like, "Oh yeah, oh. Nazi, Nazi, Nazi," until they lose the war. I'm like, oh, I don't speak German. <laughs> that 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 turning point though was. Is that, like, is that, that guy in Saving Private Ryan? Oh, take me out to the board game. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it was huge when that that moment happened and everything just changed, and it suddenly actually hit him the reality of everything. And um, Jamie, I'm trying to say something serious here. <laughs> oh, <it's fine. laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, 
no, but yeah, you like are. You say, yeah, it's a good film. From that moment, everything everything changed. Um, I just thought it was it was brilliant the way the way they did it. It was just interesting to see it from a different way. And like you say, Sam Rockwell's amazing. That's the scene with Stephen Merchant is it, hilarious and brilliant. And it's just that contrast of of humor and actual like trauma. It's Definitely the best like uh, comedy war film, I would say. Mm. I remember it uh, like. I remember like a year before it came out, it was announced that, announced that like Taika Waititi was going to be like, this was just after yeah. Thor. Yeah, like the like, Hitler like, could have gone either way. way. <laughs> but oh, he's got to be like the only actor like in the world that could pull that off. <laughs> I can't think of anyone that could pull that off as good Hitler. as he did. <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah, he himself. <laughs> Go straight to Hitler. <laughs> So we are going around number seven, Aaron. Lots of repeats on this list, man. It's Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, Hacksaw Ridge. You guys are fucking. Um, <laughs> are, are you complaining because it's so low, Karen? Or <laughs> no, no, it shouldn't even be on the list. Hacksaw Ridge shouldn't be on the list. Hacksaw Ridge is nah. It shouldn't. I don't get why it's so good. It's, it's probably the Ellen Vaughan's best film, and that's saying something. Have you it's seen Dodgeball? Vince Vaughan <laughs> was incredible. Like I was watching have it, I was like, Vince Vaughan should have win an Oscar. Seen, Sorry, have you Dodge seen Dodgeball? Dodge <laughs> yeah, no, Dodge but that's a comedy film. I'm yeah, talking about as an it, acting perfection. Yeah, have you yeah. seen? He should have been Oscar nominated. Jurassic wow. Park, Who the Lost World. No, I'm saying uh, he should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actor in that film. He was incredible in Hacksaw Ridge mm. Vince Vaughan. Like, that I was a turning point from comedy to that. Like, mm. he was unreal. Yeah, well, And Andrew Garfield uh, was amazing, and the whole film was amazing. Wow. Mm. Oh, it's yeah, Aaron's gone. <laughs> no, I just yeah. thought it was, uh, it was emotional. It took me by surprise. It looks like one of those films where um, it looked just like a straight action film. Um, I didn't think it would be much more than it would be. And, and then it just took me by surprise that it being like the film it was. And it's got a lot of layers to it. And yeah, I think performances in the, this film was, is great. It is a shame about the director, but other than that, great. Do you know what else has a lot of layers? <laughs> Onions. Onions. <laughs> oh, Onions. <laughs> right, so here we go. This is my, a um, little bit crazy, this one. But, you know, it, it's real. It's a real war. It's uh, one of Aaron's favourite. I mean, me and him, uh, we played against him on FIFA once, so we had to do it. So. What? Um, it's Les Miserables and the French Revolution. One right. day more! I don't, I, don't, I don't feel bad about my second pick now. Like Now you said that, it's made me feel so much happier. When I get <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> I don't this know is why you were asking earlier. Any kind of real war. Have you put Les Mis? at number two. I put Les Mis. <laughs> Les Mis. No, no, I meant like Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Les Mis. It's, it's. He's put Mulan at number two. French Revolution, a musical, great songs. Why not? Um, because the audio quality is awful on it. Yeah, but you know, I don't watch a lot of war films, so I have to throw it in there. Can I just do, it, can I just do an impression of the uh, singing? It's like, like, sometimes it's like, Blah, and then other times it's like, oh. like. That's because it was all, like, 
the whole film was filmed like basically live, all yes, live. live so yeah. as a show so you'll have nah, one day more one day more to revolution what I was just going to say is like Jamie's impression of Russell Crowe in that film is better than Russell Crowe's performance in that film <laughs> that's the problem with it like, like Jamie's impression is literally better than Russell Crowe <laughs> but no, I, I was saying, I was like, you know what, I, I think it, as a uh, musical, obviously you can't dispute Les, Les Miserables, uh, the film, like Anne Hathaway won the best actress, didn't she? Like, uh, Anne Hathaway seemed like she's only in it for like 27 minutes or whatever, and she was incredible in it. But yeah, uh, it with war, <laughs> she's just a separate story, though, you can't talk about her. But, I mean, it's the French Revolution War. Yeah, but she's not involved in it, she's dead by then. <laughs> This, this is what I mean. It's like he dies. I've never actually seen them. Yeah, she's only got <laughs> twenty-seven minutes, and she sings she's got, the song. She's only she got sings a the main song. She, she, she sings the main song in it, which is um, "Thingy." I dream it's a real like, mate. Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, Cohen's so bad oh, in that. He's brilliant. And Helena Bonham Carter. Him. Can Russell Crowe actually sing or not? Is it? Wasn't he in a band? Wasn't he a singer before he was actually an actor? I thought he was like a sheet. Fan. I think that's. I think that rings a bell actually. But um, um, yeah, no, no, it's true. Like he was a singer. This was the most controversial one, anyway. So lame is. Let's just go past it. It's in there. It's done. It's yeah, already it's... gone out of my head in ten minutes. <laughs> wow. Not a war film, but Number seven. it's the French Revolution. How's it not a war film? <laughs> it's a real thing. Did the French Revolution not happen? But did they, did they sing? Did they sing? Did they? Yeah, they didn't sing at each other. To be fair, like... did Hitler come to an imaginary boy? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know if that didn't happen. We don't know if that didn't happen. We all many, said uh, you could do fiction. Do you, know? you said you could do fictional tales in a real war. And that's what we've done. A musical to a real I know, war. but it's an actual musical as well. It's not just a made-up story. <laughs> it's a musical. To be fair, I'm oh with Jamie God. on this one, but I want to be Jamie, against Jamie's number one is going to be like It's going to be Miss Saigon when it comes out. It's <laughs> 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 like, number one. My name is Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> How did you know? Oh, my God. If Hamilton is <laughs> oh, the one, I will kill myself. I'm not going to waste that. that? One. What's that fucking? Uh, that. No one. joke, no joke. I saw the lot, the three hours long. I was like, mm, don't know if I want to watch it. Mate, five I got minutes, twenty minutes. Genuinely, five minutes in, I was like, all right, one song, that's fair <laughs> enough. Then every single line was like singing. It was like, going away, straight straight so bad. Yeah. Off, 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 going away, Sha, cause you know I'm young, I'm happy. I'm but the thing is, not clear back. enough. I don't understand what they're saying. They're saying I don't understand like, what they're saying either. They're all these like intellectual words. Yeah, I think like, Hamilton is so overrated. And you can't hear a word. It's crap. I like two of the songs. That's it, and that's helpless. And uh, what about in general? And then uh, Eliza. And yeah, that's, that's three. Yeah, this is why it's bad. This is why it's bad. Rocky, no, and then Thingy, the other one is uh, <laughs> by, by King George. Uh, the King George yeah, you got your boy from mine. That's the only yeah, good guy. I'm just going to go by what Jared just said. Jonathan Goff's amazing. What did you say, Jared? <laughs> said he's like watching Rocky without subtitles. <laughs> 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 
Number seven. Well, I'm surprised because Kieran was the one like bigging it up, and we were all like, "Oh shit!" And I'm putting it at number seven. <laughs> it's 1917. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> um, when we're talking like visually stunning film, I still stand by the story was a bit weak because there's no actual impactful meaning to the film and the one shot was kind of a gimmick but uh, I don't know it just is so I feel like rewatchability does take into account for war films because they're sometimes a slog to watch so saying I'd watch this film again tomorrow makes me feel this is a due course at number seven Came in. That was fucking quick. Okay, um, I would <laughs> say it's crap. That's why. Put this number seven. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's, it's actually it's fucking good. Take on anyone who says different. Um, but no, I mama. think number seven for me has to be Schindler's List. I don't know if anyone else will mention it, but never heard of it. I... Never heard of never heard of Schindler's List. I'm joking, it's obviously on my well. Basically, it's about chickens on a farm. Oh my god, the war, the war of the chickens. <laughs> the chickens are plotting. Because chickens are up to something. <laughs> but no, uh, Schindler's List is an incredible movie. It's so good and. It's like weird. I think I talked about it earlier, but I I read so many reviews saying how it's shit because it's in black and white. I'm what? not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I there was a period on IMDb. What is this? 1993. Why is it in black and white? <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. There was a flea of reviews on IMDb saying it's good, but where's the color? Like it's like what? <laughs> Don't watch Sin City. Sin City. No, the same people going on going. Fucking love Sin City. Fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, Elijah Wood in that. Oh, I don't know. Um, but... Sin City was fought in artistic style. Schindler's List had no reason being black and white. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fucking governor. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know where we go from here. Yeah, I was going to say, Schindler's List. Oh, I was going to mind. Holocaust. <laughs> what did you say? I thought I was colorblind. Jamin said. Shouldn't have let me colorblind. <laughs> Just love the like London like slow accent, you know, like you big guts in cities. Millwall. Sorry, I'm I'm messing up. <laughs> But no, Chindles is really fucking good. There's nothing else I can really say about it, really. I think it's just really powerful and really just a, a great turning point for like war movies because obviously there was like a... It started like... Well, it didn't start, but it popular, popularized um, the depiction of Holocaust in movies and stuff like that. And it was probably one of the best. And I love how he's, he's cruel to be kind. Yeah. Film. Like he yeah. has, he has to basically let people die to save people. Yeah, yeah. that's like how. Sorry, carry on. 
as I said, the only thing that puts me off is it's three and a half hours long. So when are you going to sit the down and try one. and watch that? Me? <laughs> well, it, to be fair, obviously there are some bits where I feel like, okay, I'm that didn't put it in the background. There, but... the podcast is on. <laughs> Ralphie, put it on the there. background put it, put it <laughs> when you're watching the first scene in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Yo, don't even don't even get me started. I can quote that whole fucking scene. <laughs> you still got Bilbo in the rings and you're like, oh just what finish seeing his lips. Is that as soon as you finish it? Let's start an event yeah. Wow. <laughs> but what are you gonna say, Kevin? <laughs> no, I just can't. I can't get out of my head the fucking similarities between Lord of the Rings and Shinless Lake. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than... Uh, what else did they compare it to? Uh, what, fucking like... Shinless Lake. Step, Step, Step Brothers. Shinless Lake. No, we... You said chicken one, didn't you? Oh, yeah. You went, it's, the, it's the, it's the, two it's it's the 90s white. chicken room. Black and white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shinless Lake is just black and white chicken room. <laughs> one of the best lines ever. And he stands by it. We'll go on Mercedes. You were going to watch Schindler's List, weren't you? But you didn't watch it. Yeah, I'm really devastated that I've not had time to watch it because I didn't prioritise it at first because I was like, well, it's not technically in the war section, so I probably won't be allowed to have it. And then I was like, okay, I probably could have done it, but then I ran out of time. So if I had watched it, it probably would have been really high up on my list. Um, but I didn't. So instead, we're going to uh, number seven, Inglorious Bastards. I'd forgotten uh, how much I liked it. It's been a long time since I watched it. Um, but then I remembered the opening scene with Christoph Waltz and just it's fucking amazing. I love Christoph Waltz. That was the first time I ever saw him. And I, it, you just blew me away. It was amazing. Um, and Brad Pitt's pretty cool. And I like, really like the story as well. So, yeah, I love Tarantino. And there's Tarantino in the background. Wait. Uh, oh, yeah. This does have <laughs> colour. The ending. <laughs> yeah, well, after he saves them all, it goes to colour again. <laughs> um, oh, the Wizard of Oz. One colour. Opposite. Yeah, go on. So, number six, Aaron. What didn't make the top five? Is uh, 1917. Right. Um, I uh, thought I... this would never make anyone's list. That's all I'm saying. Uh, How many more songs do you think I've seen? <laughs> now, the first time well, I watched like, Jared this, was like, it was like, "Go on." No, Jared, Jared couldn't stop shitting on it when we left it for the cinema. It's not yeah, like it's one of the grown, best films of all grown. time. I'm gonna watch it, it the second time. Okay, cool. cool. Uh, what I was gonna say is like, first time I watched it in the cinema, it was like I didn't get the emotion from like the thing that happens like during the middle. Um, because I, I just thought like that wasn't possible. Like I thought like he was gonna solve that problem. I don't want to spoil it. But then the second time I watched it, knew knowing it was coming, it just like just got me in the feels. And as well, what I just quickly want to say about 1917, like, looking at directors, if we did a worst films of all time list, number one would be Last Jedi, and number two would be Spectre. Like, I hate Spectre more than anything. What did the portrayal of Bond in that? And to come back from that film what? to it's do Sam 1917. Mendes. Yeah. He did Spectre and Skyfall. Oh, Spectre and Skyfall. I thought you said Finger. I thought you said um, something. I thought you said Last Jedi. And I was like, what? 
Yeah. No, no, I was going to say, like, the worst film of all oh, yeah. time would okay. be Last Jedi. That's why I was like, Mean Johnson could do it. Me. I was like, what? No, <laughs> yeah, no. Back to his... we, yeah, don't, gonna... we don't speak his name on this podcast. We don't I, I, say I that as... man's name. I fell asleep during Spectre in the cinema. No, Spectre's portrayal of Bond is... The ending was okay. The ending was okay, but the middle was meh. But yeah, um, to come back from that to do 1917, it's great. Yeah. Uh, my next one is Jojo Rabbit. Why is everyone putting Jojo Rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> Kieran's not happy with any of these Just choices, fucking isn't came he? out! Where's come and see? Where's come and see? <laughs> Kieran's mad because he was willing to put all these films on the list. It's about fucking Australian being Hitler. The He's fucking... not Australian. That's <laughs> Reagan. New Zealand, New Zealand, fucking whatever. <laughs> Huey. Like, it what happens halfway through and like it just suddenly shatters you and it just... Mm. Oh, it's... Like, literally, again, like cool. I was saying okay. earlier, I was randomly just put the movie channels on it. There was nothing on, so that came on and it was the Stephen Merchant bit. And I rewatched it and I was just like... This, I remember actually, like when we watched it at the cinema, I was like, it was okay, it was really good. And then thinking back like, onto it, it was great. Like, like, like she, mm. Stephen Merchant not... stole that film. Like, he was the best part about that. Also, film. also, right as well, quickly, right. It made me realise like how good is Scarlett Johansson. You know what I mean? Like you just don't think it's something because you just like, think she's obviously like in the A list. Yeah, yeah, but like, I don't know. She's a great she's actor. Such, she's she's a great film career. She was good in that. Oh no, is a seventeen-year-old in Lost in Translation? Like what? She's she was insane. seventeen in Lost in Translation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No yeah. way. She was really good in that. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> she's a joke. I didn't realize she was seventeen. That was one of the best films of hers, but I didn't realize she was seventeen. Yeah, that makes it a bit weird, and all that she's telling Oh no, it is weird. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah like what almost twenty two thousand. But um, that's weird. Like what are you whispering at here? Like Uno plus four. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> someone else said Leon. Um, yeah, I said yeah. Leon. Yeah, but JoJo was really good, and again, you have to go around these barriers of what's a war film or not, and. If we talk about JoJo like we all have, it's better than some of the other war films that I've watched. So JoJo had to go on there. It's just funny the Heil Hitler bit. That's just so Heil Hitler. Heil Hitler. Heil Hitler. Heil Hitler and the boy. Take the piss out of the whole thing. Like it's exactly just brilliant of it. Just and like I said, Sam Rockwell, Stephen Merchant, the cast is great, and it's just it's funny. And again, it goes from that whole comedy. Like the bit where it's like, oh, look at her, did you get, like, they got the Jew in the spinning wheel getting run over? And it's like lip laughing, mm. obviously, all this Jew book. And it just goes to that, to the Scott Johansson and other scenes. It's just like the contrast of emotions through that mm. film is just. That's why it's brilliant. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm so, I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm so happy that he's been doing Star Wars. Like, honestly, it makes me so happy. Like, he's, he's just going to boss it. He's just like, no. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Depends if they actually no, like not. let him do his film. Or <laughs> no, well, Kathleen, Kennedy, <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy's going, isn't she? It's, everyone's saying he's going to be Dave Filoni. So, like, oh, I think if, they'll be giving more... If uh, he actually knows, though. Like, he actually knows yeah. Star Wars is... Wait, what are you talking about? Taika Waititi's been given Star Wars for at least one film. Oh, all of it. Oh. Like, like, a spin-off film. Like, so no, long no, long it's long. not the next. It's going to be the next trilogy. Uh, so it's going to be it's the old Republic. They were going to do the Game of Thrones people, but they're giving it to him instead. 
Yeah, the no new other trilogy. No, just the Skywalker saga. Yeah, that's the Skywalker saga. They it's not Skywalker. It's, it's, it's two hundred. Yeah. It's two hundred years before the Skywalker saga begin. So it'll be Old Republic. Okay. So you can still do films in the universe. Like, I'm, oh, I don't, yeah, definitely. I, I don't, the, the worst thing about Star Wars was that they rinsed like, like, the Skywalker, Skywalker saga. Skywalker. Yeah. Like, if, that, if, there's still if, films if the to new be made trilogy wasn't Skywalker, I don't think anyone would have complained as much. But... The, only, the, 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 the problem with all that is just that, that George just went, yeah, sure, here you go, take my baby. And that, that's why, for me, it's... I, I, I will enjoy No, but he wrote the script. Not... George wrote... George no, wrote the script though. Yeah, no, he wrote a full script for three films, and that was a part of the deal it, that yeah. they got. And they you they bought that as well. No, no, they they bought the script as well, and then they chose not to use it. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. That's what I mean is that therefore it, it doesn't count as Star Wars. Like I'll watch it and enjoy. No, it, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Fair though, they have like uh, Kathleen Kennedy was meant to be that like George Lucas like getting on track. She's just an idiot. Yeah, she's like the Kevin Feige. Mandalorian, Mandalorian is the star. Is Star Wars now? Like yeah. it is the follow oh, from it. Like, yeah, Mandalorian. It's just like they want to so make Harry Potter movies without J.K. Rowling writing the stories. Well, it's not the mm. same thing, then, is it? That's why I don't like to say I, I don't mind him doing it, but you can't. It. He, he thinks like George Lucas does. Yeah, yeah. Was. Yeah, no. Nah, if it's Filoni, like that's fine. But yeah, they shouldn't have followed like the Skywalker saga, uh, saga unless it was George Lucas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but if they used his scripts though. If they used yeah. his scripts, that would have been all right. But yeah, yeah. But George didn't. Lucas also wanted Jar Jar, so. Yeah, but that was just... It's a kid's children. movie. It's still a kid's movie, though. Like, the, the original movie. Don't get me wrong, he's the best right. thing about it. I mean, Jared named his TSN name after Jar Jar Binks. No, I named it after <laughs> my name being Jar. You know what killed me more than anything? Like, even, like, a couple of months ago when, like, Ray said... Like, uh, not Ray, uh, Daisy Lizzie said... Um, oh, uh, it was, like, a last-minute thing with Palpatine. I was like... Oh, my God. How is it a last-minute thing? I guess they're the start of the film. <laughs> no, the, like no, it was never meant to be Palpatine though. Like he not, came in when JJ. The, when the first film was it was like, supposed to be yeah. Snoke, but Rian Johnson didn't like Snoke, so they killed him off. And the annoying thing now is the last couple of the last couple of episodes of Mandalorian is now repairing the whole Snoke thing. Wait, like, I've cloning. not watched the last two episodes. <laughs> I'm Me behind. neither, but you can't spoil it. Wait. Oh wait, I was going to say they haven't been <laughs> released yet, so what? The last two episodes. I didn't have Disney Plus when I was at my mum and dad. The last episode, I, I won't spoil it, but is the best <gasps> piece yeah. of Star Wars material yeah, I will. since Revenge of the Sith. Don't like, be like, like, Aaron, 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 are you talking about the recent episodes that I've just aired? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. so good. Mate, they're I, was really gonna, good. I was actually going to ring you as soon as I saw it because um, it's it, uh, he says that it's Kira Kurosawa, isn't it? Yeah. Like, he, said, like, he said afterwards that like, it was based on him because I thought it was based on Kill Bill, but it's not. I, it's based on, on honest to God, I saw so many similarities, especially with the, you know, when you I say, know. You know, okay, let's you go back to everyone because you're talking about we'll talk, things we'll I haven't seen. We'll, 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 we'll talk about it after. We'll, we'll, I saw the similarities, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they were saying, it wasn't like the girl from Star Wars Rebels in it with the orange and the weird, like, I saw she a picture is, yeah. of her. Yeah. Guys! No, she's not she's on Facebook. She's on Facebook. She's on Facebook account. Oh, my God. That is a spoiler, Jamie. Fair enough. Oh, my God. 
Uh, yeah, right. so anyway, we are doing war movies and Star Wars is not a war movie. <laughs> you, got, you got all your Star Wars in it. You're well done, Aaron. You finally got to talk about Star Wars. That's not on your list. Um, we are up to Jared. Again? Six. Just done number six, haven't I? No, I, yeah. did, I did JoJo. Nope. Oh, sorry. Uh, yes, my number six is Duncan. Oh, that's JoJo. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I know I'm a massive Nolan fan. I screaming from the hills. But um, when I watch this, <laughs> the hills are alive. <laughs> it's the hills are alive. Uh, they're genuinely like, when I watch this, is, um, it was my least favourite Nolan film when it, when it came to the cinema. I was just like, didn't like it, didn't think it did what I wanted from Nolan. But over time and rewatching it again, I just get it. He just he's just got a way of like telling stories visually. And like you said, like the Harry Styles thing, like I've got no issue with that because he was a good mm-hmm. he played that character well. The only downside I think is the main character is probably his most forgettable one. Like it's still to me one of Lone's worst films, but I think because yeah. if he had a better lead, like a good lead, then I think this film I, could could be as high as number two on this list. No, I think like, or uh, I will say this just so like, on, like because I'm after Jared anyway, and we've got the same number six. Dunkirk is my number six as well, yeah. uh, but like, um, no, I genuinely think having like no main character. It really helps the film for me. I'm not gonna lie. If, if you're going along the concept that, like, he's a nobody, like, out of everybody, is that mm-hmm. what you're trying to say? Like, he's yeah. just another, yeah, yeah. another person. But, yeah, like, I, I really like that. I think that it, it this, a, re, you rarely find a film that does that because the only films that I've seen do do that so well is like Black Hawk Down. I just feel there's I, a reason why they don't do that because you don't you don't, can't connect to the character if you don't like him. Like oh yeah, obviously you can't like you can't really connect, but it's like that's one of the crucial parts about warfare, especially in World War Two. Because you're dead. <laughs> no, like that's the thing in World War Two. Like you know, every well not everyone, but like it was common for people to be dicks to each other and bully because they didn't want that attachment because they knew that they could eventually they die. Could die yeah. And like, I think like that was evident in Dunkirk. And I think it, it only brings me closer to what actually could have happened, like would have been if I was there myself. Like, you know, I, you kind of get that, like you don't want to make, be friends with anyone or you kind of don't want to interact with anyone because they could die. It's not how he acted. It's more the actor himself. So, like, 1917. Uh, I know okay. the dude was in Mr. F- uh, Captain Fantastic, but I watched that after. So I had no clue who this dude was going into the film. And he just played it so well in 1917. Whereas yeah. in Dunkirk, I watched Snatch as well, the uh, Black Mirror episode. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. It's just crap. He, I just think he's a crap yeah. actor. I think that, like, like Dun- I think what Dunkirk lacks in storytelling really makes up for in its technicality and mm-hmm. like even though i do appreciate the storytelling more now like i didn't like it at first but i appreciate it a lot more now it's cam like it was just such a sudden change for christopher nolan i think it, like even it might have been better if they'd had silly murphy as the lead first maybe maybe nah, a bit too old. because 
No, the thing is, I would look more I like I would look more that silly and Murphy. I don't know. No, but I like think... to me, there's still like the Tom Hardy bit. But that's the thing. Like we're sticking with this main character. That I don't like. And then it cuts to Tom Hardy. It cuts to silly and Murphy. And these are the bits that I prefer in the film. Yeah, yeah I got him a dog fight. The dog fighting was the best part. Like I loved it when, like, like throughout all of them, the music was heightening, and then as soon as they saw the German fighter come by, they were like break, and they all like, and the music stopped, went into like that, and then they all like diverged. I thought that was. I just think you made an an interesting movie out of a very uninteresting situation. Like, because to be honest, what they're doing, they're actually just sat there waiting. Yeah, the whole film is on that day, isn't it? Like, yeah, all the beach stuff I found really boring to be honest. I look, looking back at it, I get, I get what you mean. Like, one, one thing I hate is that everyone was like, Dunkirk wasn't like that, it was scattered. Have you ever heard of artistic expression, you dick? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I hated that everyone was like, oh, it's it has to be realistic. It's no, it doesn't. Real. <laughs> like, and like, listen, I, no, nobody cares about uh, character development in a gay lad, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, I can't wait to see your number one, Aaron. I hope it's on there. Duos on Warzone. What is it going to be caught Warzone? Yeah. <laughs> it's duos on Warzone in the gear. It's line. the film of the not... summer. It defines the summer. It does. It's Aaron and Jamie on Warzone on duo. Oh, I'm so good. <laughs> I got to miss out on fucking. Oh, I'm going to get a PS4. I'm going to get Warzone. Yeah, um, you need to because last time didn't all your graphics not work and you just like his GPU broke. We were playing. We were playing, and it literally was like, "Yeah, Warzone has killed my uh, players." <laughs> it <laughs> fucking did. It really did. But um, number one on my list, Warzone. <laughs> Go on, but, what the stories I make. What's number six? <clears throat> Uh, my number six is The Dam Busters. Ooh. Uh, I've never seen that film. Another classic. I've seen a bit that, where they um, bomb the dam. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> my dad's, um, one of my dad's favourites. Um, and I got him this like really special edition Blu-ray um, the other year, like about a year and a half ago. And we were like, I was like, don't watch it without me. And then like, it's taken us until this last weekend to watch it. Um, and it was really good. It's all, it's all black and white, um, proper old one. But um, uh, yeah, just the story is like really interesting and it was just really, really good. And I, I like the ones that tell true uh, stories of small little things, small little missions and projects that went on during the war. And that was one of the real the real things that happened, um, having to go and blow up these, these three dams um, uh, to, you know, try and uh, try and prevent the Germans from doing some of the things that they had planned. Um, and what I liked about it was it was all the, the planning beforehand and how the science behind it and the guy that figured out all the physics for it and the the skills of the pilots of flying so low. It was so, so dangerous what they had to do. But um, they oh, made yeah, because they literally are like right above the water, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. To get it to, to get the, uh, the bombs to actually hit at the right place. Um, I'm disappointed yeah, I mean, in both of you to say they didn't bust the dams. You said bomb the dams. <laughs> you need to bust uh, the dams. Bust the, dams. the yeah. dam busters. Yeah. <laughs> they got to bust the dams. Them damn busters. <laughs> damn busters. <laughs> Go on, Aaron. We are in the top five. Finally. Top five. 
five. Um, five. My top five. <laughs> it's only been mentioned once. Um, probably my favourite, or one of my favourite Tom Cruise films, The Last Samurai. It hasn't been, it hasn't so, been mentioned. It hasn't been mentioned. No one's mentioned it. Was it. In my, I said, mentioned, no, it, it, mentioned I, it. it was in my honourable mentions. Oh, right. um, it's just an epic. It's similar to Gladiator, like that sort of um, type of film. And, um, you know, I know it's not like your traditional war movie, but like the story itself is it's so beautiful. And when I was looking into it, I think it was like a French guy, but obviously they've Americanized it with Tom Cruise putting them. Mr. Scientology himself in it, but um, no, his acting is phenomenal in it, and he gets overlooked so much, like with like the films that he does. Um, but in this, I feel like Oscar-worthy performance by both him and Ken, uh, what's his name from uh, Inception? Yeah, which one? All right, can I just say, I feel like Forrest Gump changed my opinion oh, on Ken, this film. Ken Watanabe. Yeah, yeah. Great. Sorry, Forrest Gump changed your perspective of Last Samurai. No, oh, sorry. I thought you said Born on the 4th of July. I'm on one. <laughs> <laughs> Last Samurai, that's 2003. <laughs> well, we have Forrest Gump on the list. <laughs> Hello. No, no. It happened during the war. <laughs> Imitation game. Not knowing who's mentioned that. That's great. That's oh, great. That's what's on But, um, yeah, I haven't seen Last Samurai. If I did, it probably wouldn't make the list. But I did watch another Tom Cruise film, and it is the next one. Ooh. It's Valkyrie. Hello. Oh, <laughs> Valkyrie is boring. Yeah, Valkyrie <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> Valkyrie. It's so like. Is Valkyrie so that film with. Um, you don't uh, want to know. The worst thing, like, no, like. I was watching it and I was like, okay, I'm finally going to watch this. It's a war movie. It's Tom Cruise. It's going to be great. Okay. And then all of a sudden it just starts all in German and Tom Cruise is speaking German. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> oh, 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 oh my God. And then all of a sudden it just like, it's the weirdest but amazing thing at the same time. He just starts speaking German and typing German and all of a sudden it just goes into English and it transitions into Tom Cruise's American. That's what Tom Cruise does. Yeah. And then yeah. it just started it's doing that. And then, and then, the whole film was all in English. There was no accent. Hitler was speaking what? American and everything. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Oh my God, guys. There was a whole film in English. No, like, no, like, no, no. Like, they weren't doing accents or anything. Like, they didn't, like, Hitler wasn't yeah, speaking yeah, in, like, yeah. oh, I'm German, yeah. I'm That's Hitler. why they missed the trip because the best bit about <laughs> Inglourious Bastards were the, like... Yeah, Christoph Waltz apparently is the best thing about it, isn't he? <laughs> But uh, yeah, they were just all speaking. I had Kenneth Branagh was in it. Um, who else was in it? Um, trying to think of the other guy who's in Valkyrie, a uh, British guy. Um, who else was in it? Uh, Louis Threw. No. Louis Threw. <laughs> uh, David Attenborough. Bill, Bill Nighy. Bill Nighy. Oh, Bill Nighy. Uh, Bill Nighy was Nighy his mate. Yeah, and it was just like. Science like, guy. No, yeah, so it was just filled with like British people and there was obviously playing Germans and it was just weird because it wasn't in with accents or anything and it was just but um like the whole I remember plot, that, yeah. Bit, yeah, the whole plot I love how you um how you said that like um oh you're gonna be a bit like about my first one. This one is ten times worse than Lemmy's. Oh, no. um, 
No, this is an actual English war actors, film, though, isn't uh... it? This is a war film. Lamez is kind of like, but this is definitely a war film. It's a, a plot to assassinate Hitler, isn't it? So, you know, it's a war film. And I really enjoyed it. Like I said, it wasn't the best war film ever, but I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the whole the plot to kill Hitler as a real story, wasn't it? So it's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's something I've never uh, read before yeah. or watched. So English, it's weird uh, that English even actors. the Germans hated Hitler. <laughs> yes. English actors playing Germans. Yeah. Hans Grebar. Hans Grebar. What you mean, Michael Fassbender? Uh, Andy's brother. You know, Jeremy Renner. Not. Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Renner. What was his name? <laughs> Jeremy. Who? Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Both, Jeremy both Irons. <laughs> and Jeremy uh, Irons. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, we'll go past mine. So go on, Jared. What's fifth? Number five is Gurton Targ. It's in Glorious Bastards. I should have put this high. Gurton Targ. I feel like I couldn't put it higher because it's a fantasy war film. I haven't watched it, so I probably would have put it higher on my list if I did watch it. I believe it would probably make my list. By to me, to I felt it. like it could only get as high as five without it actually being a true war film. So it's just, it's quite, I, it was, this is another one that was my least favourite Quentin Tarantino film until I watched it again. I was like, you know what? This actually is banging. Just, yeah. just funny. Nazis, you know what I mean? I just like, I, just, <laughs> I, I think one of my favorite Nazis. bits where they're like, like, they're like oh, yeah, I, I speak a bit of German and he doesn't speak German, he just basically says German in an American accent, right? German, but it, German, it's, just, yeah. it's just a good film. It gets a bit stupid, but that's Quentin Tarantino in it. Like, he loves it, he loves the ending being like, all right, let me just kill everyone, yeah. yeah. Okay, Kieran, fifth. Fifth, uh, probably the best war mu- movie ever without any action in it. It's uh, Jarhead. 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 I like Jarhead. said it with a French accent. That made me. Jarhead. Jarhead. It's all the fucking German that's been going on. Jarhead. Um, Jarhead. Those Germans. All right, let's stop with the accents. We're actually, uh... we're, we're actually being serious <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Let's get so there's no war in Jarhead. Good and no, 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 it's based like no. You know, have you guys seen Jarhead? No, it's Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Yes, yeah, I've yeah. Seen it. It's basically just like well, this uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays a <laughs> private called Anthony Swafford, and it's basically his coming into the Iraqi war, being a soldier, and like one thing that I love about it, and one thing that's appreciated about it is that it, it's helmed as one of the most realistic war movies because of the fact that it tells the story of waiting for the war to happen. So they're literally in the desert and they've been hyped up. They've been told, like, you're going to kick some ass. It's going to be fucking real, like amazing. You're going to be badasses. You're going to be war heroes, like, and shit like that. And legit, like, most of the film is them just in the camp, psychologically, yeah, waiting. It's psychologically affecting them. Like, you don't even see the enemy in the movie. I really like the bit where it's about, um, like, they're all just waiting for their turn for the wife to cheat. 
Yeah, like legit. I, like, I love how you like... literally said this in the 2000s podcast as well. Yeah, yeah, literally. I was going to say. Uh, Jared like... said the same thing. I love it when the wives cheat. <laughs> <laughs> it is just such a like, you know what I mean? Like they're watching this like... Uh... They've got like a pool or something, haven't they? Like, yeah, no, yeah, they've got like a wall of shame. They've got a wall of shame. Porno, like yeah, 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 and then he's it's like, so sad. Like, like legit, I I find it hard to watch. I find it so hard. Sent him a porno because honestly, like the fucking distraught on his face and like the horror and shock. Yeah, it, like, I find it, I find it really hard to watch that film. Like, not not the film. I mean that scene because it's so upsetting. Like, imagine yeah, like, that. Yeah, like. Because literally, like, he was like, oh, yeah, my wife just got the deer hunter on VHS. Let's watch it, watch it. And they're watching it. And then just, like, like the, his neighbor just fucking his wife. And it's, like, it's so fucking heartbreaking. You but can that's... see the pain. Because, like, you're thousands of miles away from your wife. You can't do anything. You can't yeah. stop that situation. This happened days ago. It takes a little while to get to you. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, literally, like, you it's just, un-cheat. like, it, it really, it details well the psychological effects of war not even like just from the action and the trauma of like the explosions of bullets but just like being in that place and waiting and like you know it, like that can have such an effect on you as well like especially if you're not used to the heat and and yeah it's just like a really honest telling of that and it doesn't hold back and yeah i think if you're really into like psychological films then you should definitely watch it Mercedes number five uh my number five is the only one on the list that I haven't watched in years but I just remember that it stuck with me and it surprised me how much it moved me um and that's Platoon I don't remember anything other than it was the first film that ever made me cry about people like I don't really give a shit about people most of the time I care a lot about oh, animals and I cry a lot about animals. But it was the first thing that made me cry in sympathy for people. <laughs> and yeah, that's all I can say really. Apart from the, the great Willem Dafoe moment as well. I don't remember anything else. I just remember it like, yeah, I just remember it being really powerful and affecting me and I enjoyed it. What can I say? I need to watch that. It's um, highly regarded. I've never seen it. It is. Very good. Well, Aaron... What have you watched, and what is number four? Yeah, uh, four <laughs> is a film that uh, I spoke about on one of the podcasts. Uh, it's The Wind Rising, um, the Ghibli film, Miyazaki's uh, last film, and it's the wrong side of war. He's um, a Japanese. Um, he designs pilot, uh, designs planes, and then, but it's just a beautiful story of like this absolute genius in his own time of uh, being the plane designer and he just wants to design planes and then the war happens and he has to design like these war machines instead and uh, it just shows his story through the war and it's just uh, really moving. Um, Miyazaki gets seen like a lot of times as um, I think because like they're, they're animated like the things like it's like kids' films, some of them. If there's any like Totoro, I'd really show a kid maybe of his films. Like the rest of them have a lot. Quite adult themes, yeah. Yeah. That's not like something I'd want to watch actually. Oh, it's really good. It's 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 probably his slowest film, um, but um, like I say, it's a, a beautiful. I like, ended to an amazing career. 
Right, so my next one is a prequel. How many war prequels do you get? This is... Oh, this is a prequel. War prequel wait, it's a war, it's it's a war prequel World War I. <laughs> Pardon? World, World War I's the prequel to World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- this movie is a prequel. It's set in the Iraqi war. And then after it, they become Avengers. It's the Hurt Locker. Oh, <laughs> oh, you. you know what, right? Endgame deserves a shout, surely. Get out surely. of Civil Endgame. War? Why didn't you say Civil War? It's got war in the title. What about Captain America First Avenger? That's literally fighting Nazis. Well, so apparently yeah. Wonder Woman is a war <laughs> film as well, so... It is. Um, yeah, well, it is. It but, is. Oh. Yeah. But Hurt Locker, Jeremy Renner and Anthony Mackie before they joined the Avengers, this is what made them an Avenger, this film. <laughs> That's how she came the wasp. All these events in this film, it's unreal. Um, but no, I watched it for the first time on Saturday night, and I, I absolutely loved it. And it won the Oscar. It beat Avatar. We all know how we love Avatar. Piece of whack. That's uh, that's literally what he was doing, like, when because he wasn't in Infinity War, wasn't it? Like, so <laughs> that's what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, like, before, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> And then, obviously, after he did the Hurt Locker, he decided to defuse some bombs. He decided he was going to take up some archery, and that's how he became Hawkeye. Jeremy yeah. Renner is is so funny. Like it's like personal life, you know. Have you seen like yeah? Um, he's got like seen... albums and stuff. Yeah, no, talk to Jack. Have you, not, have have you, you seen, seen his app? Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's amazing. Isn't well, have it? you not seen the film Tag? Yeah, yeah, Tag's great. Yeah, he sings at the end of it. He sings the crash test dummies. Mm-hmm. He ripped, he ripped like mm-hmm. like thousands of people off on this app that he's got. Though it's amazing. Yeah, but uh, I mean, he does a version idiot. of Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran on the Jimmy Fallon show, just about Hawkeye being like left out of the Avengers. I've seen that. One of yeah. the best so things you've ever watched. It's amazing. <laughs> but The Hurt Locker is a very good film, and like I said, one of my favorite scenes. I'll explain it because I know Mercedes watched it and she was like, "Oh, it was okay." But um, like I absolutely like, like the bit where it's just about fifteen minutes of them just in the in the desert sniping these Iraqis across the across the desert, and it's just them two just like looking at them, and that scene it's just like so tense, and it's just it was good. I, I, my I favorite thing about that film though was the last ten minutes. I enjoy, I really enjoyed the last ten minutes, but it's just not my type of film. I knew I wasn't going to enjoy it, but I knew I had to watch it. It was just a slog for me, and it wasn't. My parents didn't enjoy it either, so it made it even more of a slog because there's three people in the room that were just like, "Oh God, when is this over?" It, um, uh, yeah, there's like there's there's bits where you like that's so cool. You know when the sniping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I, I so that cool, scene. but at the same time, it's like, fucking hell, this is boring. But that's what it was like. He just sat there being bored. Well, yeah, in that respect, like it portrayed it portrayed the side of it that you don't see, like the boring stuff and everything. And well, that's another all one that. because um, I'm not going to mention it because I haven't watched it, but a similar film to that, American Sniper, is supposed to be really, really good with Bradley Cooper. I really I don't like that. it. I, I don't did like it. it. But then I've not seen it since I first watched it, so... So, I again... Know. I think Bradley um, Cooper's, like, extremely overrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, with Hurt Locker, the, the bit where they've got the five IEDs around them and he's pulling them all out, and it's just so... T- that the moment's like, this could go off at any moment, and I think Jeremy Renner... He deserved the Oscar by far. Like, I absolutely despise Avatar. It's the most overrated piece of trash that's ever been in <laughs> cinema. And Hurt Locker deserved to win that film. Uh, Hurt Locker no, won the best not. picture, and it was amazing. 
just just think it just missed uh, my uh, list if it wasn't for for cat people by David Bowie. but but Jared what's your number four number four I've given it to Full Metal Jacket (laughs) fucking hate that fucking hate it I watched it last week I absolutely hate it you didn't like it oh I hate it it's a boy it is a boy film it's a guy's film I said said, Jamie you'll like it it's a boy film I I hate it (laughs) Jamie does not like like boys films the reason I just like it's what Jamie would like Stanley (laughs) Kubrick just like, I know why, I know no. why you like it. And I like, I probably would have liked it when I was like 17, when I also liked Clockwork Orange. And then I grew up and went, oh, I do not want to watch that ever again because it makes my skin crawl. And that's how I felt about Full Metal Jacket as well. Mercedes, I'm with you all the way. Let's keep going. Like, boy, no. it, you know, he's rubbish, he's just overrated. He's only good because some directors say he's a good, like, influence on him. Thank you. If nah, it wasn't to me, the it's the Vietnam like, bit. It wouldn't be good. He's better than all the other Vietnam bits. Because they are awful people. All of them are awful people. Yeah. And let's be honest, normally if you're squaddy, you're a bit of a cunt. And that's what Jarhead <laughs> also did well. <laughs> I don't mean to be offensive, but it's just like, let's be honest, you've got to have a mindset where you're willing to kill someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, let's be honest, if you're going to be a full-on dick, be a full-on dick. I assume it's one of these guys that literally tattoos his chest every time he kills someone. Is someone like that? That's it. Yeah. It looks like a teardrop in his eye. Yeah, like the bit where they're they're talking to the the hooker and they're all like, just like... Oh, well, oh. I'm sharing her first because that's just like what people in the army are. Lads, lads, lads. It's just lads. They don't war, they've not had sex in ages. They're like rowdy. I'm, yeah. I'm, with, Mercedes. I'm with Mercedes all the way on this one. Like every Thanks, film that I've seen by Kubrick, like yeah, I've seen the I've seen all his films. I've seen oh, sorry, I've, the Shot. I've seen I've seen Kubrick's film have a film. And and they they're horrible to watch. They're literally horrible to watch. How can people get enjoyment of watching Clockwork Orange? Like, I just I don't, don't get why you'd no, watch like, that film. film. Why would you even watch, watch that film? Have you not watched Kieran Snapchat? He does it every weekend. Oh, it's horrible. It's literally <laughs> Wait, horrible. What, what do you mean? <laughs> 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 Yo, if you want to add me on Snapchat, man. <laughs> I feel like, actually, you're, you're, Yo, guys, hit me up on Snapchat. Like, Yo, like and in- subscribe. <laughs> Your Instagram has vibes of like Clockwork Orange and likes Kubrick. Who me? Like, you yeah. should follow me on Snapchat, Aaron. It's literally Clockwork Orange shit going on there. Kieran doesn't even have a bloody picture on Snapchat. That's Snap. concerning. Uh, Facebook is weird or whatever. Wait, I'm what, joking. Wait, it's everything but rape. <laughs> <laughs> you missed out the best part. Anyway, Gary, sorry. <laughs> wait, in Full Metal Jacket, there are two people in Full Metal Jacket that are in the Jurassic Park World series. By the way, pop quiz. Um, Are you asking us Jeff, Jeff Filoni. Jeff I, don't, I don't know the actors' names. I don't know the actors' names. <laughs> you just have to like say the character. Jeff Filoni. I don't know who that is. Ain't got a Star Wars dude. We were talking about ten minutes ago. I don't know what it looks like. Oh my Jeff god! <laughs> this is a good quiz. This. <laughs> 
Is that what you talked about, Aaron? <laughs> With the well, quiz at the end, just to give us like a recap <laughs> of what we've just learned. <laughs> Have you guys been <laughs> listening? <laughs> what is now we're going to do it Kazoo. The guy, the guy that's not all there at the, you know, the guy that he's trying to like help, but then he's horrible too anyway. Special yeah. guy. Um, he is in Jurassic World, the guy that's trying to turn the raptors into weapons. Oh, shit. And um, you know, like the shorter guy with glasses that's his mate that like he meets up with later on. Yeah. Is that Clown? Is that his name? Or Joker? Joker's the main guy. Oh, okay, cool. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So he so that shorter guy, he is, you know, in Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World, he's the guy that Jeff Goldblum turns to and goes, Now you're John Hammond. That guy. I can't get over the fact that um <laughs> You know, like Rafa Benitez from Toy Story 2. Rafa Benitez? Rafa Benitez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I talk about, oh, yeah. To- I talk about <laughs> Al Toybarn. Yeah, he's in Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Rafa Benitez from Toy Story 2. I don't even know who that is. Mercedes, go grab my Liverpool FC Road to Istanbul DVD. <laughs> Rafa Benitez. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's uh, Jonah Hill's laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's war dogs, everyone. Here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry, but anyway, all right, so here we are now. Here's now. Yeah, it's uh, it's the, it's like one of the, it's it's from Seinfeld, isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah, about Jason yeah. Alexander. Yeah. <laughs> He's in like everything in the nineties. Jason Alexander, the guy from Seinfeld. Right. Can we can we mute Kieran? Like I've got my headphones in. Like it's too late. <laughs> oh my wow. god! Come on, come on! I actually want to go to bed tonight. Well, I know, but the worst part is Kieran's next. <laughs> oh Jesus! <for> real. <laughs> He's muted. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so number four. So no, it's it's totally oh, number four. Fuck me. <laughs> number four. <laughs> oh, I don't know what's, laugh- what's made him laugh more. Cat in the Hat made the top ten or Rafa Benitez is. <laughs> Well-known actor Rafa Benitez. Oh, wow! Alright, <laughs> right, come on, come on. Joe. Okay, so no need to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Kurosawa, run! Oh, here we go. It's going to loop. This film wasn't even released. I told him it think the guy, You think the boy can run away? No. <laughs> I literally said that. Oh, are you not putting Ran in? And he was like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, it's a war film, isn't it?" He's like, "Yeah." Oh, no, my objective. My objective is to try and my objective is try and get in a Kurosawa film in every single list. <laughs> so you enjoy Cruise getting in the animated films. That's not like with Tom Cruise. Just fit a Tom Cruise film in every list, it'll be fine. Um, but nah, like um. Ran, so fucking good. I mean, one of the most gorgeous films you've ever seen. Like the colors, the wit, like even just like I love like this one beautiful shot where the emperor's coming out of the castle, 
and there's like the two rivaling armies like and they've both got contrasting colors and then the smoke in the background and it's really fucking beautiful and the way it captures war in such a practical and beautiful way is really oh it's actually jaw-dropping it's like a film that you need to see in high definition like you can't see it any other way if you see it in like a dvd it just doesn't it doesn't capture how fucking good that film is. Not joking. I never saw this film ever until you mentioned it, and now it's on every single fucking list. That's it. That old see, guy that looks like two hundred years old. Yeah, I've yeah. Seen him all the time. I, I swear, like I, I feel the same thing with um, the other one. What's come and see? Come and see. Yeah, them and yeah. I. I think like they're just some of the best there. war films, and we just avoid them because they're long. I think because we speak about it so much, it's just like our so, like our devices have just heard it and like right, got to advertise these like, <laughs> every possible moment. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Rand, I'm sure you spoke about it enough on like the '60s or '50s one, whatever one it was. But um, go check that one out if you want to listen to Kieran speaking about Kurosawa. Wow. But, um, check me out, guys. <laughs> Check me out, guys. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you want twenty five percent off your Pornhub premium, check me out in the description. <laughs> You'll like and subscribe. Wow. That is OnlyFans. Well, for Mercedes, what's your number four? To be fair, I've been I've been debating, but carry on. Just not Bell Delphine. Number four. Okay, um, I feel like you're all going to round on me now, um, just because I'm not, I feel like you'd all put this lower and I've not heard any of you say it, so I feel like you're all going to round on me. Um, my number four, I absolutely, it's one of like my favourite films ever, um, Pearl Harbour. I love it, I love it, I don't care. I don't fucking give a shit. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> okay, when Sam's just like, Josh Hartnett. When? <laughs> When's the point where we just do a Niall and just cancel out her list? Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me. At least she turns I love up. It. Great. <laughs> no, right. It just it shows it, it covers different things. You know, it covers like relationships during wartime. The fact that, you know, you would think that someone had died and they hadn't, and then you know, you have it away with the best friend. And that's apparently what happened. A lot of like people got with like their ex's best friend because they were mourning together and shit. Uh, so that's quite realistic. That's um, to get over death is fuck their partner. I'm just waiting for Aaron to I mean, basically, he goes um, on like, oh, he's like, so, he's like such a good friend to me. And I'm going to love him. And he does his fucking pitch. Like, nah. <laughs> Time, like, passes, like, between when they think he's dead and when they get As together. a bro, yeah. but, um, he would have no, like, He broke you. the bro code. <laughs> I have no sympathy Aaron, for bro code breakers. He was dead. The bro code surpasses the afterlife. What happens? Jack dies. What does Miguel do? What are we talking about? He swoops this in. Is I don't know what's going on. What's going on? Why would you this? this is us. Yeah, now... <laughs> do you know not this is us. Us. <laughs> I feel like a monkey on strings at this point. <laughs> Sing it, Aaron. Sing it. <laughs> 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 That's exactly what happened in This Is Us. As soon as Jack Jack died, Miguel swoops in. It happens, doesn't it? Best friends and the wives of the dead. Alec Baldwin is in uh, Pearl Harbor, and so is is Michael Shannon. So can't be that bad. Michael Shannon, like before he was like massive, he got this small part in it. 
Um, but I just loved it. Um, I thought the way it just portrayed uh, the way that people were living during it, while it was going on, things that happened and the way they had to deal with things and how young people even, you know, not out there fighting the wars, like die so suddenly in their prime, like what happens to Betty in it. Um, spoiler. Um, and no the trauma. I didn't get that far. No. I'm sorry, but like, it's a great Don't you have like, to watch it, it in geography it actually, in yeah. high school. I'm pretty geography. sure we had to watch it in geography, geography. in high school. In history or geography, it was one of them. Probably. Anyway, anyway, geography. listen, right? When it gets to the actual bombing of Pearl Harbor, like, forget about the whole love story shit before I'm whatever, if you hate that because you're a guy. But like, when it gets to the actual <laughs> bombing of Pearl Harbor, it shows it just the trauma that it shows with like what the doctors and nurses are dealing with when he's like, This is what annoys me fingers. because that's really cool. And the film could have been sick, but they had to make it Titanic. And yeah. Titanic, yeah. I think they were That's trying cool. to make. They were probably trying to make it into like that category of film, but you've I got mean, to put a story in there. But, but yeah, Josh Hartnett. But, yeah, yeah it's the point Dunkirk. is, the reason I've got it in there is for the other stuff. The stuff like, yeah. like I've just yeah, the actual the good bit. Yeah, yeah. The stuff <laughs> with when they're fighting on the boats, when the Arizona goes down, and they're holding the man, the men's hands as they're drowning, and then they just stop moving because they're dead. Like it's all that sort of stuff. And I love John Boyd in it as well. John Boyd's great. Um, does she cheat on Ben Affleck or does Ben Affleck cheat with her? They think Ben Affleck's dead. So her and Josh Hartnett get together. She gets oh, I'd, I'd cheat on Ben Affleck. Fuck and then Ben Affleck comes back. Sandwich. <laughs> you wife, um, you Ben Affleck. Did you just say sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Ben Affleck's back tattoo. Can we just have a quick look at Ben Affleck's back tattoo? One second, what's wrong with Ben Affleck anyway? Like, I Ben Affleck's ben. Thank great. You, like, uh, because my friend he at work hates the... him and she yeah. has no reason to He's a sex offender. Goodwill reporter inappropriately. No, he touched a, a woman reporter inappropriately. Oh, whatever. <laughs> right. Right, there was a moment. Remember, remember Vic, Vic at, um, at HMV when she first started and she was like 17 and she said, Who's Ben Affleck? And I was like, Oh, oh my God. God, she got a job at HMV and didn't know that. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, was I, I educated that girl. Like, that definitely was not. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, she went, like, who's Ben Affleck? So but then could name like every member of like, uh, like, I don't know, well, God, yeah. characters. My, my interview was literally like, a massive like movie and like music quiz. Yeah, so how that, that's how it should that? be. Yeah, well, but fair, I massively later, failed on music. She was probably good at music. I massively failed on music, and I could see them looking at me like, uh, yeah, and then they went into movies, and then, then they just went, oh, okay, she knows what she's talking You're about. going on the DVD. Post Malone. <laughs> I'm, just a, I'm just a genius in both, so like, straight away. <laughs> <laughs> <job. laughs> um, anyway, Pearl Harbor. Yeah. So, after this brilliant. call ends, I want to ask you, want you to ask me some of the questions you've got. Well, we don't know. It's it's just just like album they it just was, listed was, a load of... Mine was album titles and said, like, yeah, who's the album artist? Titles. Oh, and then no it'd just idea. be, like, random films no of, like, idea. what won the Oscar in this year, or blah, 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 like, random crap like that. It's different Yeah, they asked me who my favourite actor yeah. was. Yeah. That's and a subjective question, though. That's not a knowledge question. If you if you said Ben Affleck was your favourite actor, they can't say No, but it was about, like, talking about something passionately and knowing what you're knowing about that actor and stuff. 
What's um, your favourite film and why? I think I spoke about Drive at yeah. the time, like for a while. Toy well, Story. It's timeless. <laughs> but, um, anyway, top yeah, three. three. Here we go. Aaron. Made it, baby. Mine is right. You know, you know, like art in general. Like you, when oh, you see like stop. a. When you see like a royal ballet, or like you see like a painting, you just can't. You you've no idea like about the object itself, <laughs> but you know it's like there's something special about it. There's something special about this film. It's just pure art. It's Dunkirk. Hey. Like it's I just like say visually. Some absolute West film here. <laughs> no, no, visually one of the best looking films I've probably ever seen. Um, the whole concept of time, I would say, I know he's obsessed with time, but the um, out of land, um, sea, and air, it's just so perfect. And there's not a great story in it, but there's so many li- little stories. It's kind of like Love Actually, but a war film. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. Oh, well, well. <laughs> fair enough. Um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, my next one is the quintessential war movie it's saving private ryan oh here we go everybody Woo! loves saving private ryan for, for good reason yeah for good, very good reason it's uh, very very good for, but i haven't seen pacific and band of brothers but still we're going off films and it's still a very good very good war film and the opening scene like you said is incredible where everyone's just getting obliterated and it's just all bodies everywhere and it's just guts and everything hanging out and Tom Hanks is all like um, but like literally all the way through it like the cast is amazing as well like just small actors at the time like Giovanni Ribisi um, obviously he's Frank in Friends and then um, you've got Eddie why he didn't he do more stuff though like he's, he's on like a, he's on like a weird TV show yeah he's on like um, oh you're talking about Eddie from Friends now. No, I, I know, no, no, no. We're about the character you're on about. He's one of them. I was going to say, Eddie was the one who killed the fish. <laughs> uh, Frank <laughs> is Phoebe's brother. Um, yeah. He's in like a TV show, Sneaky Pete, in an Amazon Prime. Yeah, like oh, he's such yeah, a good actor, and I thought he would have loads of things, great. but he's not, actually. He's in yeah, something else very, very really good in that film. And then basically, the other guy who I said was like Hacksaw Ridge as well. And then Matt Damon randomly turns up. Nathan Fillion Matt randomly Damon. turns up. Like, it's just Richard a weird Reed randomly cast. turns up. He was... Matt Damon. Minutes in, he's like, where's Matt Damon? <laughs> yeah, I was like, where's Matt Damon? Jamie, I was like, well, obviously he's private. I was like, Jamie, Jamie, if you want a film where, like, Matt Damon randomly appears, you want oh. to watch all the Nolan films. Interstellar. Out of the blue, two hours. Two hours. Yeah, Ragnarok, or... Yeah. Oh, here's Matt Damon. Uh, <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> Can I just question you while, while you're playing <laughs> the <three>? <laughs> 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 No, to any of you. All right, so okay. same private writing. Cool Matt start. Damon. Cool ending. What happens in the middle? Oh, that's so true. It's I watched the, it last night. It's the journey. It's their adventure. It's their adventure. It's their journey towards Matt Damon, where they go through the towns, they find the wrong Private Ryan, then they go to the communication centre, then they go for a moral I'm pretty time. sure that bit happens. Yeah, trying even... to find the wrong yeah, Damon. You don't feel like the hardship as you do in, like, 1917. That's what I'm about. It seems like easy. 
It doesn't even feel as hard as Frodo and Sam walking up a hill. They just that like, is oh, fucking hard. <laughs> Yo, do you know how heavy that ring is, bitch? <laughs> I feel like the start's hard and then like the ending. Aaron, hard. you're making me question like <laughs> oh, right. Jared, Jared. Just um, the way you it starts hard and then it just goes. <laughs> it starts hard, goes a bit soft in the middle, and then boom. <laughs> good ending. Um, gone in sixty yeah. seconds is in. I'm lost in chat. I'm gone. Yo, gone in sixty seconds is actually wow. sick though. Yeah, he's yeah. sick in it. Um, Saving Private Ryan. It, it, if you talk oh, Vin about Vin Diesel, films, bro. Yeah, Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. I mean, if you if you talk about war films, you can't not talk about Saving Private Ryan. It's ridiculous if you don't. Right. It's the quintessential war movie, like ever. Like it is going to be that hierarchy of Christmas of Christmas well, of I'm war glad movies. Oh, you did. You did. No, I have not. No, you did. Not. Uh, but what is your number three, Jared? <laughs> it goes to. Uh, the best black and white movie ever. Is that wrong or right? Schindler's List. Oh, I'm back. Schindler's I... List? Is that the best black and white film ever? No. 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 No, Psycho. Wonderful life. Two many answers. Uh, no, the artist. Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Just for the Jack Russell. Let, let's, let's put it this way. Jared, you didn't have Schindler's List on your 90s list. Just saying. Yeah. So how can it be the best black and white? Because nineties <laughs> is one of the best like yeah, no, eras of films ever. Nah, Steven Spielberg bad, yeah. wrote his like um, dissertation like for his uh, I don't know if it was his master. Well, no, let, let, let's put it this way: film. If you're talking the nineties, the nineties are the greatest decade ever. And he didn't have Schindler's List on there, but he had Babe at number ten. Wow! <laughs> wow! Uh, I put Babe there as a That's hard to come back from that. I, I feel like 12 Angry Men. We're like 12 Angry Men right now. Like, that is 12 the good point. 12 Angry Men's black and white. Men. Like, that is yeah, like the point where he gets the knife. That is literally the point where he gets the knife in the table. No, like, it's hard to come back from that. I, all right, all right. I thought we were always doing like a joke answer each week. So Babe was my joke answer. <laughs> Schindler's List, obviously, is a 10 times better film. I'm going to go back to it, and you were like, I, I don't care, I know it's not a great film, but it's my list, and it's Babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. what I did. Oh, babe, have you ever what seen a pig? <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> no, but obviously, Schindler's uh, List is a 10 times better film than Babe. get a point on your 90s. <laughs> because someone else talked about it, so I didn't need to. I don't think anybody did put it on their 90s list, to be completely honest. Really? Going back. No, I can't see it. No, yeah, sorry. Well, Tim, absolutely. Tim and I loved anything. I know it sounds crazy, but I don't love anything to do with like Jews and the Holocaust. <laughs> I know. No, don't take it bad, like, but I love Anne Frank's Diary. Oh, you know what I mean? Anne My Frank's number one Diary. list. X Men. I absolutely love that. X- I didn't oh, know X Men's Holocaust. X Men Days of Future Past. <laughs> District Nine. There's uh, Chicken Run. My number one in this list is also to do with Jews, so spotless. Borat. I think we might have the same one. Uh, oh, really? Absolute banging film. But yeah, Schindler's List, if you've not seen it, just Watch find it. three hours and 17 minutes. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Kieran. Okay. Come and see. So. Just say Borat, like. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He, said about, he said about Jews, throw the Jew down the well. 
Yes. Alright, so I know you guys might have a little bit of shit with this, but I don't care. I really don't. It's an amazing film, one of my favorite films of all time. Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, yeah, Mercedes, right? It's my mum's favorite film of all time. Honestly, fucking amazing. One of the birth, like one of the births of epics, like legit, like it's one of the grandfathers of epic. And as a war movie, oh, brilliant score! I actually have a vinyl of score from like the nineteen seventies. I'm not mad. It's just none of us have seen this film. Yeah, because you're fucking boring. But like... It's just the truth. Lawrence of Arabia is like that perfect <laughs> film where it's like, name a film that everyone says you've got to see, but you're never going to see it, and it's Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Watch it then! Watch it! Watch it! No, because I've that heard it's a really long, slow, boring film. No, it's not long. No, because you've got to go into it thinking it's a long, slow, boring film. That's why you're probably going to think it's slow and boring. I went into watching uh, Bridge Over the Rural Cry and I was like, I watched like 10 minutes of it. I was like, nope. Like, I've not got the time for that. It's just a watch, uh, it. I should have watched the last 10 minutes and then like that was it. This is it. It's number 10 on my list for those last 10 minutes. Just better than the three minutes of the Bowie song. <laughs> <laughs> that people is an inglorious bastard. I don't even like that film. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. Before I started putting like JoJo and Lay Miz on it and stuff, I was like debating putting films out of it and sitting in there and just started making stories up about films. Creature of the Black Lagoon. And basically, just went to kill the Germans. No, it's it's about the French war. Oh, sorry, didn't watch it. <laughs> but um, yeah, Lawrence of Arabia, Kitman. No, Lawrence of Arabia, pure cinema, and I fucking love it. And it, it was the film that kind of made me realize that World War One actually fucking existed in a way. I knew it existed, but like <laughs> it always it always gets overshadowed by like World War Two and especially in the movie department and not enough. Yeah, because nothing happened in World War One. It was just sat in bunkers half the time. What? It's true. I mean Adolf Hitler makes it a great war. <laughs> You've got to have an enemy to cut, fight against we, to remember. Can we, uh, can we cut this? Uh, can we cut Hitler, Jamie Hitler, of that? Come, I don't think it was in the First World War. Hitler came into no, power I said after the, the Great War was the First World War. No, but I'm saying you need a you need an enemy to make it a Great War. Like, yeah, I know. That's what, what is going on? Two so memorable. All I'm saying is, if anyone has put Warhorse at their top two, I will leave this chart. Shit. Funny, funny, funny you say that. <laughs> no. <laughs> because, Mercedes, what's your number three? Two. No, Mercedes number three. Wait, uh, I said top two. Three. Three's all right. Yeah, go on. What's your number three, Mercedes? 1917. Ah, you hey. tricked me. You tricked me. I love it. I mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. I would... I need to sit and watch it again because I, I just and we can now because it's PS5 and we've got it on 4K. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought yeah. it was great how like I think I think the guy the cast was brilliant and again he was unknown and it did have that aspect of he's just. Have you seen Captain it. Fantastic? No, I'm definitely. I've seen Captain. He's really good in that. Yeah. I watched it after. Yeah. 
But um you've seen sunshine and... on leaf. <laughs> Shut up, Kieran, you're getting kicked. <laughs> I love their um, amazing war movie. The the thing that they were put together when they didn't really know each other that well and they were like, Oh right, okay, I'm just gonna send off on this journey with him now because he's picked me to go with him. And um Oh the just, bit where just... he puts his hand in the fucking Oh yeah. I don't remember the that. The way he puts the hand No, because he, get, he stabs himself, doesn't he? And then it yeah. Oh, wire, and then God, he, the dude pushes him like, into oh. the, like, dead maggot oh, yeah, carcass. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even yeah. know rank. But um, I liked the fact that, you know, it told it over, like, kind of real time, apart from when he, like, fell asleep and that kind of stuff. Um, I thought that was brilliant. And you just got to see all these different, these different places that they travelled through. And, and obviously, that thing... That Aaron said before that happened partway through that fucking shook me. I wasn't expecting that. That just, especially because what that person was trying to do before that thing happened, that just like that was horrible. Um, and then yeah, when it ended, when again, don't want to ruin it for anyone. When things finally happened and finally places got to place, people got to places, um, and then got something out of his pocket and stuff, and that was yeah, that made me sad because you weren't really thinking about that. I saw him as like a really young person um, and I didn't expect that at the end either. I just thought it was really, really good and a really great portrayal. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Cool. Aaron, Amazing. what missed out on top spot? What is number two? This was going to be my number one, but I thought I'd bring it down to two. So, Jamie, what what is Star Wars to you? Like, why Star, Wars Star Wars is a Wars science fiction movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like an adventure film, fantasy film, isn't it? Pardon? But Star Wars Rogue One is straight up war. <laughs> My number oh, two shit. is Star Wars Rogue One. Oh, it's straight it up actually is. It is amazing. It's not a real story. It's not a real war story, I have mate. Found, I have found three like, articles saying this is a world war story, mate. I've even found but an article saying war. it's like... It's not a real war. Aaron. It no. is, it is. I said you're not Star allowed to do future. <laughs> I mean, you want to go it's for it. No one else future. is going to have it on the list, are they? It's a long, long time, time ago in world. a galaxy far away. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. That's kind of <laughs> You know what, Aaron? I mean, I'll let you have, have it because no one else is going to song. have it. There we, we go. Thank you, Jamie. I mean, all I'm Row saying, all I'm, yeah, all I'm saying is that, like, no one else is going to say it. If you want to waste your nine points on that, go for it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, fair enough. I mean, why why Rogue One then? Because it's the only one like, that fit the quiet. It's the only one I could have that Star Wars. Nah, <laughs> nah it's not this. It's not this. It's a brilliant, brilliant hope. film, and I think it's like the a new hope. the best. Like, yeah, but watching though, that film Into a New Hope is one of the best things in the cinema. If, history like to do that film like what 40 years after but it is straight up war film like it shows like it's star wars has never shown like the war between the two sides like it's just shown like the uh, skywalker story and then there's side stories uh, that show different characters but this is straight up war and shows like the bad parts on both sides of the uh I would argue, but well, obviously we're not saying on there, but Edge of Tomorrow is straight war, but it's not a real war. That's why I didn't put it in there. Edge well, that was my number 10. Happy. Yeah. That well, was my number 10. Yeah, let's be honest. Like, 
I would have put Edge of Tomorrow quite high up if we were yeah. going down that route. If we're going for real wars, but I'll let you have Rogue One because you said that you found three articles that said the war film. And no one else has gone through it. You want to waste waste your nine points. No one loves Star Wars more than me, but I'm angry. (laughs) (laughs) It is a straight thing. No, it could have been like the others, but no, it is is a copy of like a war film, though. It is that genre. Look, if it's the only Star Wars film that does it. Dogs is a war film. What is? Cats versus dogs. Cats and dogs. Dark Cloud? Is that what my project's called? Dark Cloud? Dark Cloud? That's Harrison Ford. Also, just uses real war chips, so why not? Yeah, it's true. Uh, But yeah, so Rogue One, there you go, Aaron. You finally got a Star Wars Uh, film in there. There we go. We're all going to go different ones that like top top. My two two is Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. Again, I need to watch this film again because I remember I watched it and I was, I watched it twice that year and it was my film of the year above La La Land and I absolutely adore La La Land. That's how much I loved I it at the do. time. And um, like I said, Vince Vaughn was incredible in that movie. Andrew Garfield was amazing in that movie. And I was captivated again because I'm not a massive war fan. There's only been two films that have captivated me in recent years of war movies. Hacksaw Ridge was one of them. And uh, I loved it. Garrett, number two. Number two could have quite easily been number one, but it's going to be Deer Hunt. Ooh. I absolutely love Deer Hunter. Still need to watch just, it. Still. <laughs> it's just a great ensemble cast. The Russian roulette scenes are spectacular. It It's maybe not what you think when you think of like, the Vietnam War. But it just, you, you feel like, you know what I mean? Like, these people just kind of just went to war for like a couple of years and then they just come back and they're just like, you're just normal again, aren't you? You know what I mean? You've gone through all these harrowing shit and then you're just back to working at like a factory or something. And it's like, how are you going to like live with that? You know what I mean? That's what I really liked about the hairlocker at the end when he just was just in the shop at the end. And yeah, because like, it's like, like you've just know. seen all this like mad shit. And you expect it just to go back to like, I don't know, putting labels on cans or something. It's just like <laughs> not possible. Yeah, I think in American Sniper, like he literally kills like people afterwards. It's a real story. Mm. Like once he comes yeah, back. No, it, yeah, I think he. Well, he, he the whole film he kind of like loses his shit, doesn't he? Like because mm. because it, it will fuck you up. And like, it's well, what the, is it PTSD in it? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, Christopher Walken's character literally is just, like, desensitised. He's just, like, a Russian roulette dude, and that's all he does. And, like, the dude is literally, like, like right, I'm going to play Russian roulette with you to stop you from, like, killing yourself. And he just doesn't care. He just kills himself because he's just, like... Nah, it's definitely sick. Yeah, fair. Kieran, what has missed out on top spot? Where's Come and See, Kieran? Where is it? Here it is. Number two is... Drum roll, please. Rogue One. 
Okay. Aaron, we can do it. We can do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I'm actually kind of tempted. I still got one position available. My number two is the pianist. Ooh. Fucking love the pianist. And Jared, I hope you have it as number one. Oh, you know it. He doesn't. Don't tease me like that. Uh, one in it. Should we all just have rogue one? <laughs> no, no, no. Go on, go on. Um, pianist. One of the most amazing stories I've ever had the privilege of watching. It's one of my top ten favorite films of all time, and it, it's just incredible. Like the way it was portrayed, and Roman Roman Polanski, no, Adrian Brody in it is just. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that, Jared. <laughs> Why are you going to talk about Adrian um, Brody doing the Jamaican accent, though? I'd rather not. <laughs> You've all seen that? Adrian, no. Yeah. But I just don't want to do a Jamaican. No, I'm joking. Uh, kind of. <laughs> don't. But Adrian, Adrian Brody is like, <laughs> you've got enough to edit, Jamie. <laughs> I ain't editing anything. Um, but Adrian Brody... One of the best performances, and actually the performance that kind of, well, not, it wasn't, he didn't inspire, but it was one of the main inspirations from, uh, for Heath Ledger, for the Joker, in terms of what to do and how to get into that mentality, and what a performance it was, like, I just love Adrian in that film, I definitely think this is his best performance, and he's done nothing else like it, Um, nothing has ever come close to, like, the brutality of his performance, but like the whole direction as well and the music there's like actually genuine fear going on and like it's such a less is more kind of film in terms of what it shows and um and yeah it's just brutal and it actually depicts a part of the war that isn't really depicted or a part of the holocaust that isn't really depicted it's the ghetto and you know like before all the concentration camps happened and before we had the like you know before all that people didn't realize that there was mass murders happening in villages and the ghetto and which we'll get into in my number one but <laughs> but yeah the pianist is fucking brilliant cool mercedes mm. let's complete the uh, sweep and get you. everybody to see this film <laughs> i already know what it is like this. Um, i already know what it is no, yeah but this Okay, but anyway, one and my one and two were like swapping constantly the past week, um, and but yeah, no, I'm gonna put it at number two, Saving Private Ryan. Ooh, um, I didn't put it in. Again, okay. like what? I thought no, because he else thought he said clean sweep. He thought I was gonna do it. No, I thought oh, right. yeah, had something else. It. No, I, no, I thought you had a different film on your list. Oh, what film was he seen? Saving Private Ryan's number two. Something else is number one. Um, but they kept oh. swapping over the past couple of weeks. Um, mm. But um, it, for me, like, just the opening scene, like, the D-Day landings is just... That has always stuck with me. And, like, when we were going to sit down and watch it again through the night, I was like, you need to pay attention <laughs> to this opening scene because it's just incredible. I think everyone that's seen it, it that has just stuck with them because it portrayed, like, so much reality of what actually happened and what those men actually went through 
and um, it was just horrific. Um, but yeah, really well done. Um, and yeah, I, I enjoy like the journey of the film. Um, I really like it when they um, when when they when they think they found him and they haven't. And I also like it when they meet the guy who's like gone a bit deaf <laughs> from the bomb, and he's like shouting. He's, he's from, like, "What, uh, Ryan?" Yeah, it's Ryan Hurst, isn't it, from he's... Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, and, uh, and I like him. Hotel. He's cool. He was in Smell, so I saw uh, earlier today or yesterday, and he just popped up somewhere. I like him. Um, yeah, it's just again, it's a great cast, and um, yeah, uh, Tom Hanks is amazing as always. So cool. saving Private Ryan. So we are here. I oh, think Tommy. I think you two will have the same number one then, because I know I'm pretty sure Aaron loves this. You won't know well. my number one. I think it's You're the same really. as Mercedes. I thought, I thought number Aaron. One. I thought me and Aaron had the same one. Me and Aaron yeah. had the same you, one. You. Yeah. You won't guess my number one. I think I know what it is. You won't guess it. Right. Come on, let's get on. If man. it's not your number one, then I don't know why it's not. <laughs> Jared's tired. Jared's like, let's fucking uh, get on with yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I started looking at the screen; it was going blurry. I'm like, I don't Aaron, does this film remind you of the dance when you're trying to chase the train on a quad? <laughs> no, no, you've not put great. This number one. This film is that good. It's on this list twice. It's Star Wars Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it is the best Star Wars war film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's a great escape. Um, oh, fucking knew it. No, it's so I know so, it's Mercedes. So good. Um, the problem is, like, a lot of the times, like, with Hollywood, is like, um, they make it out a lot of the times that the Americans, like, carried the war for us. And there's, there's not, like, many. Uh, the pictures, other than like Dunkirk, like nowadays especially, um, about showing the whole together. Like, uh, so uh, we're in um, the Great Escape. You've got your Russians, you've got your Americans in um, Steve McQueen, and you've got um, David Attenborough's brother, Richard Attenborough. It all comes together, and it's a beautiful, beautiful story. It's not like it doesn't show like the hardships as much as like other films do. It's a quite light-hearted war film, but the endings. Um, really sad and like the Steve McQueen scene like at the end is one of the yeah. I think one of my favourite scenes in movie history right, on the uh, on the bike it, the, actually all their scenes like when they actually escape is unreal like absolutely amazing yeah I know the only reason I say yeah, it's probably going to be Mercedes number one is because this is the one film she makes me try and watch the most <laughs> So that's why I was like, it's definitely going to be like, up there. She hasn't said it yet. I, I thought you were going to say Dunkirk. That was the one I thought that was going to be the clean sweep. That's why I thought you were going to have Dunkirk up there. No. I was like, Nolan's fucking done it again. I mean, no. Nolan's going to win it all again. But, um, no, yeah. it's not a um, at all. This one nearly does a clean sweep as well, but Kieran hates his absolute movie. It is literally the greatest war movie ever. It's 1917. It's the movie of the year. What a fucking film 1917 is. Like, Not joking. Kieran genuinely was the so... person swinging this film to number one, and we've all put it in, but him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 literally, do you, you want to know? Do you want to know? No, no, no. It wasn't the fact of that. It's like the fact that I didn't feel like. Okay, here's the thing with me. I feel like it's too new of a film to be classed as like. I need to let a film settle in before I can. That's why I've come put JoJo a Rabbit in. That, I, I, like, that's why I was so shocked because I was like, Jojo Rabbit hasn't even been out a year yet, I don't think. 
and people are like and it's like you've got to let that film people just think like oh i've watched it immediately and it's like you just like it because it's new like i no i i would honestly say i would honestly say parasite is one of the best films of all time yeah yeah i'd honestly say that but it's like a film like dunkirk for instance like a film like dunkirk for instance if all you guys just watched it right now like for the first time would it be as high up on your list what no, I think, I think no, the first time you watched it compared to yeah, it, cinema now. cinema experience for Dunkirk was probably one of my favorite experiences. Oh fuck yeah, same with mine. But it's just like um, like I, I, everyone's different. But personally, for me, I feel like I need to let nineteen seventeen settle first. And not gonna lie, I feel I think like it helps that it, it will was climb like up. new in my head. Like it stood yeah. out a lot more than same Private Ryan would. Yeah, I not gonna lie. I feel like over the years, nineteen seventeen will build its way up my list. But like right now, I feel like it's too new yeah. for no, me I to propel with, into the list. I mean, obviously, you've got the whole one shot gimmick, which is incredible. The way that they did that, and obviously, it, it was yeah, perfect. It works for that film. Yeah, but literally that scene towards the end, out of the barracks, which is in the trailer. It's not a spoiler. Oh. Is one of the best scenes you'll watch. In not only war movie, any film ever, that mm. shot where he's oh, running over the barracks was amazing. And to watch that in the cinema was just like, oh my god, what a what a spectacle scene amazing. I am watching right now. That scene alone is the best war moment ever. I still yeah, say like, like nineteen seventeen has probably one of my favorite death scenes in a in a film, like in the middle, like the death scene that happens. Oh, like, I've literally. I've I've stepped around that scene. I know so we've, we've been so careful so much, and you've not even got it on your list. <laughs> <laughs> yo, oh, yo, yo! If you we've all seen it, people probably uh, haven't seen it because oh, it's new, man, like you keep saying. If, if you haven't seen 1917, <laughs> then you pog me. You fucking. My parents <laughs> haven't seen it yet. No, Honestly, but it, well, it, it is incredible. It's my it. favorite war film. I'm not a massive war film fan, like I've said several times on the podcast. But I watched that film and I was like, this is incredible. And I'm happy Parasite won the best Oscar because it was an incredible film, Parasite. Mm. But 1917, mm. any other year, would have won that Oscar. Like, Emily, Emily hates uh, war films, like, can't stand it. And, but she adores 1917. Like, it's the only one we've watched together where, like, she said, I've been like, this is amazing. Um, yeah. yeah I, I like it. And, and, like I said before, like, to go from Spectre. I yeah. to so bad. And again, bad to and, this. Yeah, I know you mentioned it at some point as well. Uh, I think quite a while ago, saying 1917 is basically same Private Ryan. I was watching Saving Private Ryan. I was like, oh yeah, I, I can kind of see how it is to a degree. When I watched Saving Private Ryan for the first time, there's so many elements that has been taken from Saving Private Ryan into 1917, but mm. it just feels mm. perfect. But it's the British. It's the British. It's not the Americans. It's not Tom Hanks. We won the war. <laughs> but no, like I'm the thinking... best war film all time: Southampton Two, United Three. Edison Cavani, mate. <laughs> Southampton boys, proud of British. <laughs> but yeah, 1917 for me is the greatest war movie ever. Jared, what is your number one? It's the war against the android. It's Blade Runner. Honestly. Fuck off, really. Is he not moving? No, I'm joking. Or... Where is he? <laughs> no, he's moving. There we go. He's head to me. Oh, is he crashed? Hello, sorry. 
Completely switched off there. Gone to sleep. <laughs> Audio went off. Open. I was going to say, Jared's number one film is The War Against the Android. It's Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, my thing literally went off. Because you know it's true. No, so my number one film is... Just one minute. He's reading those know, articles that are I know you hear me. So I'm just going to say it. Anyone seen Sylvester Stallone as a footballer? What's it called? Road to Victory or something? Escape to Victory. Escape to Victory. I, no, my favourite part of that film Rambo is they had a contract that. in it where Stallone had to score the winning penalty, but he was the goalkeeper. Are you actually saying this is your number one war movie, Escape to Victory? During World War Two. Oh, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Obviously, why the fuck? St- no, I wouldn't put it past you. I really wouldn't put it past you, Jared. Yeah, I've never if seen he said it. If, if he said it as number ten, then maybe I would have been like. No, I've never seen. I've never seen this film. I've yeah. never seen the film. Uh, no, Amanda Bond's The Pianist. Uh, what an absolute treasure of a film. It might be one of the best films ever made. When did never you mind. watch it? The Pianist. Yeah, because it wasn't on your 90s list. Uh, it didn't come out in the 90s. Yeah, 2000, sorry. No, all right. It was in my... Yeah, I'm sure it was in my honourable mentions, The Pianist. I did want to put it in my list, but... Hmm. I, I just couldn't find space for it. What was the worst film I put on them in the 2000s, actually? Um, I'll go for your 2000s. Zodiac, Shaun of the Dead. Just number, the number 10, United. Please. Yeah, number one is Zodiac. Number 10, sorry. No, what's one my point. number 10? Yeah, number 10, Zodiac. Zodiac was number point. 10? Yeah. yeah. I can't, I ta- I can't take that out. And... Yeah, I can't take that out. <laughs> um, no, you I couldn't take Shaun... Zodiac out for the pianist. Yeah. Then you had Shaun of the Dead. This is what I mean. So that's probably the most stacked era for me. But uh, yeah, the pianist... Kieran said it as well. It's just one of the most heartfelt, like films. Like, you know what I mean? The bit where he has to literally just leave his family to survive, like because they're gonna go on the trains and like come with me, and like the, the things he has to come do me, to survive. To like, you genuinely just can't, I can't believe like this kind of shit is like how people did it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just absolute madness that yeah. like people were treated like this and all that. And I, I loved the shot because I, I looked, I actually watched the documentary that was on the DVD. It was that, I liked it that much. Because um, there's a shot where they've got like these like massive, like long buildings like destroyed and that from where it's been bombed. I was like, how did they do that? And I think they found like a Russian village or something that I was like dilapidated or something because there was no like yeah. Germany and England. And they just had to film it like that. Just such a great film. Absolute champion. Champion. I watch this now. I've never champion! seen it. I've never it. I didn't really know what it was about. But I thought yeah. I need to watch it now. Just love it. But yeah, Kevin. Let's come and see what his number one is. <laughs> Jamie, do the face. Do the face, Jamie. <laughs> Everyone's got okay, okay. Everyone's got to do the face. Everyone knows the face, right? <laughs> Everyone's got to do the face. Everyone's Never heard of this film before. Well, he talks about it on one of the lists. 
Yeah, but it is. He talked about loads of films uh, well, I've never heard before. Well, Mercedes, why don't you come and see? Come and see. <laughs> 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 oh my god! It is. It is. Creepy. Not only the best war movie of all time, but the best horror movie of all time. It is so amazing. Oh, like. Honest to God, you've never felt... I've never felt so terrified by a film before. Over like, Well, in terms of like a horror movie, slasher movie, yeah, I've been scared, but Come and See is a genuinely unsettling film from like the rawness of how dark it is and how unfiltered it is. And then there's like what it depicts and how realistically it tells it. And the fact that the director of it, it was part of the... Belarusian resistance during World War Two as a young child, it it really does give an interesting perspective and an untold perspective on the resistance to Hitler and his rise, and it's so hauntingly told. And I feel and one of the best and I think the best performance by a child actor ever. Like even I, I've never seen him in anything else. He's not really a well-known actor, but holy shit like like there's a reason why it's so like his like his face is so iconic and that because it's like genuine terror and i think the director said a quote from himself like literally like i he was surprised how like he could have he, he like the director was surprised how he wasn't insane because of how he portrayed it and how horrified he looked and it's just a gripping performance and a gripping movie. And I feel like if you're, it's not really an easy watch by the stretch of any stretch of the imagination. Like it has really brutal scenes of like any kind from like, you know, burning a house full of women and children in it to rape and everything. It's like a real, but it's not just for the sake of adhering to shock value. It's, purely telling you what people went through and the horrors true horrors of war in a really unfiltered way and it really makes for a gripping watch and i think that anyone who is interested in something like that or is interested in watching one of the best war movies the most unique war movies ever made should go and watch something like that and it's it's an amazing film if you can get past the subtitles if you can get past the subtitles, then yeah. Mercedes is a massive amazing. war, uh, a massive foreign film type of person. I keep trying to make her watch City of God and she refuses. What? Oh, no, I'm not oh, a massive a... war. I'm not a massive um, foreign film person, but I will try the odd one if you tell me it's really good. I watched Parasite now. Yeah. Oh, it's, my God. Uh, Parasite. I think the thing with like this film that you keep talking, we've not seen it all of us yet. I don't think we should come and see it at some point. God's sake! Honestly, honest to God, honest to God, honest to God, Germany and English, like you, you know what I mean. You always think like England and Germany when you think World War Two, but there's actually like loads like Middle yeah, East. Yeah, the Russian, the Russians went into uh, Berlin. Like they got yeah, to Berlin like, first. So much shit that you don't actually think about mm. at World War Two. Mm. Like you know, what I mean, these are basically like camps in like Hungary, in it. Is that what you're saying? Isn't this like come and see at Belarusian? Did you say? Yeah, yeah, a Belarusian okay. film. Yeah. You don't think about them type of countries in World War Two. You always think like Japan, America, England, hmm. Germany. Oh, like, but like, you know what I mean? I, yeah. Like literally, like I, 
I can't remember if I, if the one was there or not. I like I completely forgot, but it literally says at least like thirteen hundred or three hundred villages were burned. It's probably three hundred, but villages were burned. Is it like, the Soviets or the Nazis like, doing it? Uh, Nazis. Like legit, like they just went round to village. Like that's the thing. The most untold thing about the Holocaust is like half of the deaths didn't come from the concentration camps. They came from when Germans literally just raided villages. villages that yeah. held Jewish. I've just thought, yeah, uh, literally. And the, what Belarusian films, uh, War Defiance, isn't that that is Belarusian in that? Isn't yeah, it? that's yeah. great. The Daniel Craig film. film. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Defi- honest to God, honest to God, Defiance would like. It was inspired a lot by Come and See in some way because it is kind of the same. It does take take it does take the place in remake. the <laughs> it does take place in the forests of Belarusia. So mm. and so it's well most of Come and See, not all of it, but most of Come and yeah. See. But yeah, like the opening scene of that in Defiance, like where they were raiding villages, like that's basically what Come and See features as well. And it has a really empowering final scene. Like that is like like well I'm not gonna spoil it but literally it is a really empowering scene and you realize like it really makes you question where true hatred actually comes from and yeah it, it it's such a moral compass of a film and I feel like anyone everyone needs to watch it, even if you're not into foreign films or war movies just for the sheer visceral impact of it everyone should watch it without a doubt. And to finish off the list, Mercedes, number one. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's Great Escape. Everything Aaron's already said, really. It's brilliant. Steve McQueen's amazing. Rich Avra. The the whole story's great. That was based on a true story and... Yeah, the way it ends. It's uh, this is the Tom Dick and Harry yeah. film, isn't it? Like the tunnels, yeah. Tom Dick and mm-hmm. Harry. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. It's a classic, and yeah, I love it. Yeah, cool. I can't say anything else. Other Aaron's already said it. Also, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So right. <laughs> we we have the top five ranked movies from all that we have discussed. So fifth place, the highest scoring fifth movie was first on Jared's list and second on Kieran's with 19 points. It's The Pianist. Piano. In fourth (laughs) place, another one which hit very high on people's list. Number one on Aaron's, number one on Mercedes, The Great Escape with 20 points. And then we go on to the the films. There was no clean sweep, but there was three films that was on four people's lists. Ooh. With 21 points in third place is Dunkirk. Wasn't on Kieran's list. No, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it Dunkirk wasn't on was on my list. Mercedes wasn't on my list. Second place, Saving Private Ryan with 22 points wasn't on uh, Jared's what's list. number one? Number no, one, 1917. Ooh. Everybody. Oh. Uh, you know what? You know what? I'm happy, like, it's Dunkirk, Saving Private Ryan, 1917. It's a perfect top three. Like you talk about quintessential yeah. war movies, modern war movies. Anyway, if you're talking obviously past ninety, modern war. I said like yeah, modern war. They're all in world war two, world war one. Modern, modern made war. Modern made war. What modern? What's modern war? Star Wars. 
Um, <laughs> when yeah. I was at, when I was doing history at school, that was modern war, World War Two. What was modern warfare? How, how, how long ago I, did I, you I'm teach? I'm saying modern warfare. That's what I'm saying. I yeah, saying modern, modern warfare. <laughs> <laughs> All warfare is based on deception. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Talk about it. You want Captain Soul? <laughs> Captain? No, Captain. No, Captain Soul. Captain Price. Legit. Modern warfare three. Put that in my brain because that's all I heard in the main menu. <laughs> Yeah. I just heard Call of Duty when you said Modern War. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's... But um, the top three, Dunkirk, Saving Private Ryan in 1917, all modern made war movies. Yeah. Um, I'm happy with the list I, I, I said. So. I think 1917, like, I know it's like a one shot and they couldn't have done it back then, but like, I think it paid like so much homage to the like classic war films. Like, I um, People they, that they like really shot it made you feel like you were there with them as well because it's so yeah yeah, yeah. like my my dad and like I've known a few people like my uncles as well saying that like they don't like Dunkirk but like nine seventeen like you can respect nine seventeen it, it's kind of like in that genre of like the classic ones that were made. But you know, I, I personally mom... feel sorry, Karen. No, I was gonna say my mum and dad really didn't like seventeen. They thought it was acted badly. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck. Yeah, in there, I was like, "What?" He was better. He was so much better in nine seventeen than Game of Thrones. Yeah, oh, definitely. What, what, fucking Tommen. everyone hated Tommen. Little shit. Yeah. What What I was gonna say was, I think it would have got Best Picture at the Oscars if it was a couple of weeks earlier. The Oscars. I think it had such a hype going into it, and it just lost its steam at the wrong time. Mm. No, I think Parasite is better, but I think everyone was so sure it was going to win because it was just one of them films. Yeah, totally. I didn't because I bet on Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, what, it, what's going on with it? What, what are they going to do with the Oscars? Why don't they just cancel it? Have they, have they cancelled it? And well, the, the, the best uh, virtually. picture is still on the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, because let's be honest, like all the good... like. Films that normally win only come out near the end. Soul's gonna yeah. win, isn't it? Soul's just gonna win everything because it comes out on Christmas Day. It's Disney Plus. It's just gonna. No, win it'll be like uh, <laughs> like all the Oscar films will just come out in January with like limited releases. Yeah, they'll release yeah, it on, like, was... for a week or something just so it can uh, they qualify. Still did film festival. They still did like the BFI Island Film Festival. There was still. Yeah, but there wasn't, there wasn't anything amazing. There was the new Sir Ronan film. Yeah, that but. Was it. Abenite. Oh, there you go. That's Karen's work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's all that kind of stuff. But because there's not been enough things, then they'll just they'll all just get, you know. It'll just be like a null and void year almost. Like people were really classic. Yeah. It's like, like Liverpool winning the title. Like, I don't count it because it does it doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Before we league. go into. No, nah, it's not like we were like hundred points ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but um. <laughs> We'll leave the football wars there, and we will say <laughs> best football teams of all time. Last decade. The 1999 Man United versus the 2018 Liverpool. I'm happy is, with uh, yeah. 917. Is the I'm greatest war movie ever. Join us soon where we'll be discussing the greatest Christmas movies ever as it is 25 days until Christmas tomorrow. Get your trees up. 
play the Christmas music. <laughs> I mean, Jared's already got a Christmas jumper on. He's having a good time. He's ready for these Christmas movies. To be honest. It's that I... hard a Christmas movie. It's not going to be on anybody's list because it's 